Hello everyone and welcome back to Side of Slaw episode number 44. We've got Cody Smith in the house for the second time. The first repeat guest that isn't Liv. How you doing, Cody? As Cam Newton would say, I'm back. <laughs> I'm doing that all was, right. That must be the ultimate redemption for that man. Yeah, right. He got two plays, two touchdowns, so it worked out for him. You know, he'll be the red zone guy now, although he is getting first team reps for the next however long. Until maybe Sam Darnold comes back. But truthfully, though, why would you start Sam Darnold when you have Cam? Like, I get the whole, we're going to try to develop him, but the dude's had enough NFL reps. He's just kind of not that great. He's pretty meh. Agreed. And I can't say that I've watched the Panthers enough to really be like, well, their offensive line is really good, and, you know, he's got all these weapons, and he sh- why isn't he, like, producing? I mean, yeah, they have DJ Moore, but what happened to him? He fell off the cliff the yeah. last three weeks a month Anderson, or so and they got cmc yeah and robbie anderson uh, he finally shows up gets a touchdown last week for the first time maybe all season i can't remember the last time he had mm-hmm. one and uh i don't know cam's arm just seems to be shot i mean he's only in the league like 10 years but at the same time it's like he's taking a pounding like yeah people think lamar took takes a pounding from all the running that he does but i mean cam was like the epitome of Let's just run it up the middle and hope he doesn't fumble yeah. and just get smoked by 300-pounders. He's also – he has such a big, heavy frame. Like, mm-hmm. he's a giant dude. Yeah. Or And I think there's something to be said, too, like the Tom Brady school of thought where it's like don't be muscular, just be, like, really flexible and mm-hmm. lean. Right. And obviously that's Lamar. And so I think that he just, you know, he doesn't really get injured. But Cam would take just massive shots, and he's, he's like a 250-pound dude running around. Cam never really – figured out how to fall right like there's a thing in the nba and in the nfl like if you learn how to fall you won't get injured so much especially in the nba dudes coming down for dunks and shit like that and so it's kind of like he was just this bulldozer that never really figured it out and then it's shoulder injury after shoulder injury and now he throws the football like it's a bowling ball Mm. i mean he just doesn't really have the touch he can rifle it in there but does he is he accurate no is, like does, can he throw the ball further than 40 yards i don't know i personally haven't seen him take a deep shot in like five years so yeah yeah it's i was watching yesterday or two days ago um just like old college football highlights because i'm a loser hey, but, we, <laughs> but um, we've all been down the rabbit hole we've been on it yeah well and I, I came across the play that was like his heisman moment play when he was at auburn against lsu when he had that quarterback keep up the middle and he made like five people miss and he outran Patrick Peterson to the end zone. You remember that one? I can't remember it. I remember him winning the championship and that's oh about it. Gosh. I can't remember any of his like super standout plays. Yeah. Well, he has the one. So he runs up the middle. He breaks like a tackle on like a linebacker. He cuts right, like puts the brakes on and stops and lets a dude miss in front of him. Cuts back left, gets up the field and then like splits the safeties. As a as a enormous man, right? <laughs> and then Patrick Peterson's tailing him, and Patrick Peterson kind of makes the play on him, and he does like the dive reach, like in oh, the end zone. I vaguely do remember oh it actually. Gosh. I mean, I feel like, like there was a picture of him like reaching like this uh, that like kind of like either was on SportsCenter or went viral or something. Yeah, and it's like he was maybe the most raw, athletically gifted quarterback, mm-hmm. and that at least made it a pretty solid transition to the NFL that I've like ever seen. Yeah, because like there was Vince Young. Right, but Vince Young which, didn't do anything in the NFL. Yeah. Well, yeah. he made one Pro Bowl. He did, he did make, make a Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. I think it was his rookie year, to be fair. But yeah, he it was like 
Cam came into the league and then he won the MVP after like three years or something. Yeah. Like two or yeah. three yeah. years. It was basically yeah. the same as what Lamar did, right? Yeah. He came in, torched the league. People figured him out after five, six years, and then now you see where his career is at. But Lamar, I think, has a little bit more in him. And talk about highlights mm. in college. Louisville, his junior or senior year, whatever one it was, where he had like 60, lit him on fire. Yeah, 60 touchdowns or 55 wow. touchdowns in the Heisman. Pretty absurd, but I, I don't know if we'll ever see another quarterback like Cam Newton. Just with his like frame and how big he is, and and his ability to actually like run over somebody like Patrick Willis in the mm-hmm. hole, I I don't know if there will be another one of those. Let's 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 get to the fantasy football. Okay. The okay. talk to me about TD to CD. Talk about man, it's been a rough one. It's been a weird year. Okay. I in the beginning I was like, my team looks good. I don't hate it. Because usually I'll draft and be like, man, this I do, I do not like this team very much. And this year I was kind of confident. And then I'm, I think I got hooked into the like the the DFS like mind state of, all right, I'm gonna pick up these dudes off the waiver wire based off matchup as opposed to someone who is on my team who should just be in the starting lineup no matter what. That happens. And so. I work the waiver wire too much. I drop players. I pick up players, and it's like, all right, they had one bad game, and then they have three straight good ones. I'm like, wow, I really wish that I still had that player, yeah. like uh, Michael Carter this year. And then he, I drafted him late, 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 like maybe last pick, and he had a bad start, and now he is the primary back in New York, and he's doing pretty well. I mean, he's not like super great, but he's startable. And then I had Dawson Knox, traded him. He went off like four or five games in a row, and then he got injured. And uh, I made a trade. Jonathan Taylor and Calvin Ridley for Darren Waller and Justin Robinson. It's been kind of a wash. I think that he might feel doesn't play football anymore yeah (laughs) he might feel uh the opposite because uh you know calvin ridley hasn't done anything i think the two games that he actually played for him on his team he was like 12 points Yeah, yeah but to be fair darren waller really hasn't done much he gets, you know, his 10, 12 points a game. but None of, he, none of the tight ends this year have really done much. He hasn't. He just doesn't score any touchdowns. Yeah. He, you know, two weeks ago he had like 20 points, but that was mainly because it got a touchdown. And then last week he had a touchdown and it got washed away by a holding penalty. And so I, I'm kind of uh, on the fence. I actually have a trade put out there right now. Um, so I'm offering someone in our league – um, DeAndre Swift and Darren Waller for Devontae Adams and Evan Ingram. Because of Evan Ingram, for the last three weeks, has had over 10 points, and Darren Waller hasn't been like, knock your socks off good. So yeah. I'd be willing to downgrade a little bit on that aspect and then pick up a bona fide number one receiver. You're going to get 12 targets a game. Because at the moment, I am playing Rashad Bateman as my starter. And, you know, he had 14 points last week, but it was a lot of garbage time. And the same thing with DeAndre Swift. Like, he might be – he's definitely top five PPR back. He might be number one. And 
it's all garbage time. It's all garbage time points. So I think that I could get away with, with kind of dealing him because I do have James Robinson and uh, Jordan Howard has become the lead back in Philly and they run the ball you know, 30 times a game and yeah. he gets at least half of them, if not more. And then I have this Stevenson dude for New England on my bench. Who blew up last week. Who went for 30 last week. And even if Damian Harris comes back, you can't really deny something like that. Like, yeah. they might, they'll obviously, not might, they will obviously split carries. Yeah. So it's kind That's of like. That's always the problem with the Patriots running backs is they always have like four guys. And right. One of them will get 25 touches and like eight catches one game. Mm-hmm. And then he won't play the next game. And then he won't play the next game. So that's what I thought happened to Jordan Howard because Jordan Howard. Uh, two weeks ago had like 18 carries, two touchdowns. He did really well. And then last week, he didn't get anything until like the second half. So I'm like, man, I just don't know who to play and when to play him. And then luckily he kind of, he picked it up a little bit. He had he ended up with like 83 yards, but um, I'm in like ninth place in the league. So. Yeah, I got it up right now. You're, you're nine. Which, but here's the thing though. So here's ours. So we're in a 12 man. So our standings go as this. Our twelfth place person is two and eight. Then it's four and six, four and six, four and six, four and six, five and five, six and four, 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 seven and three is first place. Right. Everybody is in within one game of everybody. Mm. So this whole thing is coming right down to the end. Yeah, it'll definitely come down to the wire, which we still have what, like eight or six weeks left of the regular yeah, season or so. Six, five or six weeks. So because what we're week eleven and the playoffs start week fifteen. Right. Okay. So a month. We have a, a, a month and a week. Uh, I'm kind it's of. It's also interesting that we have our week 17 as our legit championship, because mm-hmm. that does get a little sketchy with sometimes people sitting out. Sitting out and or teams that have no chance mm-hmm. to make the playoffs, then those you know main players sometimes sit out. Not a lot of the times because mm-hmm. you know people love their stats, but. I think that it will definitely come down to the wire, and the consideration for the eight-team league is uh, kind of up in the air right now. Um, not just because I'm standing outside of the <laughs> not top eight. Not because I'm in ninth. <laughs> not because I'm in ninth, but uh, we were at work the other day, and I had two people be like, "Yeah, since it's an eight-man league or eight-man playoffs, then you know I-, I got a little bit of room," and I'm like, "Shit." I- I did not confirm that I was changing it to eight teams, but sure. now I feel like I might sure. have to because people think that. And um, it is definitely going to come down to the wire. Somebody, I don't. I think the longest win streak has been like maybe four games in a row this year or three. Uh, I won the first five. And then, you won the first five? Okay. And then it went a little bit downhill from there. Little downhill. Little and downhill. to be fair, the so the person that's in first place in this league, his team is kind of going to shit. Patrick Mahomes went crazy last week, but it's been the first time in over a month. And then like D Hop is hurt, and he's got he's playing like Melvin Ing or Melvin Gordon, excuse Mm -hmm. me. And uh, I mean, Miko Hardman is starting in his team. He does have Jamar Chase. He has Jamar Chase, right? He has Jamar Chase. Miles Sanders, if he comes back, which I think actually he's coming back this week. That's another thing about Jordan Howard. I don't know. Uh, but their head coach was like, even when Miles Sanders comes back, we want to keep Jordan Howard in the mix. So yeah. that was uh, kind of reassuring a little bit. But it's been a weird, it's been a weird fantasy year. There's no running backs. Receivers are kind of going off sporadically. It's mm-hmm. not really like, all right, these are you know. The, well, besides Cooper Cup, 
there's really been not a whole lot of uh, consistency in the receivers. Derrick Henry before he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Derrick Henry, if we're talking overall players, I think, shit, even my quarterback, Dak Prescott, he does really well every every week. Um, but in terms of receivers, I think it's Cooper Cup and then there's everybody else because I think he gets, what, 35 targets a game and over 100 yards yeah. per game. Yeah, they feed him. They feed that man. I mean, he's on record to break Calvin Johnson's, you know, receiving yards record. So he's about the only one. He's like the only, the only dude. And everybody else gets their targets. Like Devontae Adams, he gets his targets. D Hop, Debo, my boy Debo's had a good. Debo team. Samuel has been, I mean, insane this year. And they hand him the ball off too. So it's like they give him a little extra. Yep. All of a sudden, they started handing the ball off to CD Lamb too. I don't really know why. A lot of reverses for CD Lamb. We'll take it. Who's actually been, he's pretty consistent. Yeah, well, like, so for me, I mean, I happen to think that I have one of the better 12-man rosters you could probably put together. But with that said, it's like it hasn't it hasn't been even that great as of late. But, like, I have mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook and I have Kamara. Right. I got both of them. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the Saints' offense isn't what it was with Drew Brees. So even though he's still getting allowed the opportunity, it's they, they struggle to run the ball between the tackles. Um, thankfully, they've split him out a little bit more as like a slot right. in, in a lot of spots, which is great because they run a lot of just little five-yard slants, five-yard outs to him and stuff, um, which is going to pad your PPR. Which they need to do because yeah. the, the Saints have zero weapons. No, They have neither. literally none besides Kamara. So those type of teams, that's how I feel about Darren Waller. They're kind of in the same mix where if you want to really count Hunter Renfro – I guess you can as like a weapon, but in terms of who they're going to double team, it's going to be Darren Waller the entire night. And then when it comes to Kamara, it's like, all right, stop trying to guard him with a a linebacker and put a safety on him. And at least, you know, don't let him break away 30 yards every touch that he gets. And so with Kamara, he's also not the fastest. He's got a lot of balance and a lot of vision and he's quick, but... He's not going to break those 80-yard runs for a touchdown. So you really have to bank on the the catches for him. Yeah. Yeah, and so I got I got really lucky and I'm not like listen. I think that I'm I didn't have the crazy foresight to, to pick these dudes, right. but I got the late round like scoops on receivers. So I got Debo in like the I don't know, maybe like the sixth, say he was late. Round, sixth he was a round. late rounder. I got yeah. I got Hollywood Brown in like the thirteenth round. Yeah, I got him way yeah. deep, and he's twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, he's Mister Thirteen Targets a Game too. He, yeah, he well, gets a lot. He's well, about the he only got, one that Lamar trusts. Yeah, which besides I don't know why because he's not that awesome. Yeah, he like, drops a lot of passes. He drops a but, lot of passes. Yeah, because I mean his stat line against Miami was thirteen targets, six catches for thirty seven yards. <laughs> That's what it was. It's pretty sad. It's ridiculous, but I mean, you have to play him. So mm-hmm. agreed, you do have to play him because I mean, who else? Like, what's on your bench? So I've got Odell on my bench now, so right. I was able to pick him up. But I picked him up like when he was at the very end of Cleveland before it was clear whether or not he was. Yeah, right when I dropped him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was able to snag him then. Um, I've got Calvin Ridley on my bench, and if he ever comes back, um, I feel like if they don't win any games, what's the point? Yeah. I mean. I don't know personally what you could be going through as a millionaire NFL player that could make you want to step away from the game, uh, you know, due to mental health issues. But I guess it, that could just be another thing with, you know, the hits to the head and, and getting tackled and this and that. Like, there's obviously a lot of different reasons. But to me, I'm like, 
dude, you made it. Like, I, so yeah. I have a hard time understanding dudes like that, but. No, definitely true. Um, I've also got Derek Henry on my bench just in case he's like Just in case. Just in case. Sounds like he'll be there for the regular playoffs, but maybe not the I mean, fantasy According playoffs. to Yahoo, they got points projections on week 15. Not Uh-oh. That that's probably legit, okay. But, All right. Could be. But who knows? But, um. Thanks, Dan. What <laughs> happened to him? It was a foot? Uh, he broke, was... I forget what it's called, but he broke a tiny bone on the outside of his foot. So right. he had to have surgery to repair that. Mm. Um, I think that the official thing is six to ten weeks, and mm-hmm. it looks like they're projecting like the sixth week of recovery is week 15. So who knows? Who knows? That's I mean, Derrick Henry's back. a freak. If anybody's going to make oh it back, it might be him. Oh, my gosh. He's... It's stupid. It's stupid watching him run the football. It doesn't make sense. He really is. If you take it like... If he can do it for a little bit longer, and obviously everybody's going to be like Barry Sanders and whatever, but Derrick Henry is fucking insane. He is actually like, I've never seen anything like, like if Megatron was a running back, it would be Derrick Henry, except for beefier. Like Mm -hmm. he's, he's even bigger than him and he's only like six foot. It's not like he's, you know, six, five or something like he's he's stocky and, and huge. Well, there was the game when I was in Vegas. Um, they played the Monday night game against the Bills, and he was still healthy. And he had this run where, like, like you know, he just broke through the line, like stiff armed a linebacker, and then just turned on the Jets mm-hmm. and outran for like eighty yards. Outran mm-hmm. all the secondary guys, and it's you're like, oh, that dude's two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, <laughs> how are you doing that, sir? <laughs> I think uh, it, I think he ran like a four five at the combine, which for a two hundred fifty pound dude, that's a running back. He is, seems is faster than pretty. He seems insane. like a four four guy when he's actually right. on the field. I know the football speed definitely a little different for for some, as opposed to yeah, the straight once, line once running. Once he gets the opportunity to get to his top speed, he's mm-hmm. very fast at that top speed. I actually I think this was I don't know if they played a Sunday night. It had to have been a Sunday or a Monday night game just a couple weeks ago that they played when he was still in the lineup, and I think they might have been playing the Bills. I could be wrong about that, but. He got he got um, uh, just a handoff, just a dive right up the middle, and kind of just the Red Sea parted, and there was one dude, and he just stood there and waited, and actually tackled him. I think it was like Micah Hyde. I swear it was the Bills. Just caught him, and pretty much just waited, caught him, and then took him down. I was like, Jesus, I don't know how you like even managed to stay there and just wait for this that seems bowling like, ball. That seems like. When the C parts and like LeBron is a full head of steam, and you're standing out of the basket. You're like, uh, probably not gonna jump. This yeah, probably one. not. Yeah, it's, man, the NBA. Jeez, I don't know if you've watched the Pistons lately, but I have not been watching a ton. When we went, we were in Detroit this past weekend, Liv and I, and we were watching the Cavs game. They playing the Cavs, and they got blown out against the Cavs. But I will say this is like obviously objectively not a good team right now, but they mm-hmm. have a lot of young pieces from what I saw. A lot. We're like. A lot. You know, they definitely need to develop and improve, but I didn't really see anybody on the floor that seemed soft. Like, like everybody terrible. was yeah. pretty everybody could do something and everybody was pretty game. They have like a an edge to them for sure. Yeah. And um Cade Cunningham for the first couple games was like not good at yeah. all to say the least. Like his shooting percentage was thirty or below. And he actually has had a really good last couple games. So promising hopefully uh that he can do better he's kind of like luka in a way like luka Doncic. like he's not very athletic but he moves and he's he's not even quick but it's like luka where he just kind of makes a move and you just you can't get there like he's just he has the angles and he yeah Yeah. except for 
this season, James Harden has been dog shit. Yeah. It's been pretty bad. He hasn't been drawing any fouls. Any well, fouls at all. That's the problem. Yeah, so he's only averaging like 20 points when he usually averages like 32, 33 mm-hmm. points a game. Because he shoots 20 free throws a game. Yeah, 20 free throws a game. Yeah. And honestly, he's getting mauled. Like he, yeah. I, I've seen highlights and he gets mauled at the Adam rim. Silver called in the refs and goes, "Listen, yeah, we've got <laughs> enough of this James Harden yeah. shit. He's they're ruining the league." And this is what this—it's kind of turned into where everybody, you know, all the past players are like, "You could never play in our league in the '80s and the '90s." Well, here it is, motherfucker. Like, there it is. This is what it is. There's no fouls being called when you're driving to the basket if you're trying to like get you know the you wrap your arms underneath and they Chicken go over him, yeah, right whatever, yeah and so they're not calling that anymore and dudes are still i mean steph curry is going absolutely insane yeah he has been going into like he's probably the mvp right now and that warriors team is really good and they don't even really have clay yet they don't even have but he's supposed to return um like for christmas the christmas yeah, right say, yeah. for christmas game so that Dude, should be a nice little... It would little... make me so happy. Like, because, listen, <clears throat> I think that um, in the beginning of the Warriors dynasty, like, I was somebody who paid attention because of Draymond Green. Because, you know, like, you watch Michigan State basketball. I was a Warriors like... fan before... Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, in terms of because of Draymond went there, and yeah. I loved Draymond. You're paying attention to that. So, like, I, and, you know, whatever it was, like, 2012, 2013, was, mm-hmm. like, enjoying watching the Warriors play. Yeah. And, you know, from there, obviously, it exploded in, like, the Splash Brothers thing and KD and, like, going back-to-back and almost the three-peat and everything. Right. And that was obviously a lot of fun to watch as well. But I enjoy watching the Warriors play just objectively. It's more fun to watch the way that they play Mm -hmm. than, like, any other team. Yeah. It's just – it's a great time. Like, everybody gets the ball. Everybody can shoot. Everybody can dribble. They get on the break and they run. It's it's cool. It's it's fun to watch them play. And now it actually kind of solidifies Steve Kerr as, like, a good coach. Great coach. Because he yeah. doesn't have KD and Clay's been out for two mm-hmm. seasons now. Which is such a and I love Clay. Yeah, and yeah, Clay's awesome. And they still made the playoffs last or mm-hmm. well, they made the bubble and then they made like the, the ten man and then yeah. they lost in the little they made play the bubble in with literally just Steph shooting the ball. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, him scoring forty a game and then hoping that the rest of the team combined can score 60, 65. Yep. And now they have like Gary Payton the second, and they have Jordan, uh, Jordan Poole is all all of a all sudden like amazing. insane. Yeah. Like he's so good. I actually like him. I hate everybody from Michigan, but I like him. Yeah. They have James Wiseman, right? Don't they, they have James Wiseman, who hasn't played either. Oh, he hasn't geez. played this season, uh, so he's he'll like be a seven foot one athletic freak. That can yeah, he ball. he was really good last year <laughs> yeah. as a rookie. He was he, yeah. I think he won rookie of the year or no, Lamelo did, but he, he was, was like top there. three. Yeah. He was I think it was Lamelo, then Anthony Edwards, and then. Wiseman, and uh, weren't they the top three picks in the draft too? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were. Well. I, yeah, Anthony Edwards, if I'm not mistaken, was I don't watch one. Ton. Well, but I think hasn't he been going insane this year? Yeah, he's really good. He's yeah. like really, really good. Yeah, he's he can jump through the roof, and he can Isn't shoot, he like and he six, can two? drive. I think he's like no, I think he's a little taller, but yeah. he's like six four ish, which is still not insanely tall for a I've two guard. I've seen like enough plays of him going baseline and just postering people. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what he does. But he can also shoot. People are like, "This is the next Michael Jordan." It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't really win very many games. Yeah, well, granted, but, he does play for Minnesota, so that's a little bit. Rough, okay, but. but here's the thing: Minnesota has Carl um, Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. and they have what's his face from the Lakers, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Russell. 
True. So they have like a decent team. It's not like they're terrible. Yeah. But yeah, they don't. I think they started like three and one, and then they went. They're like zero and six in their last game, last six games. So not great. But yeah. to circle yeah. back to to football, I mean the Lions, bro. <laughs> At this point, I don't even know what to make of it. It's like they. I don't want to say they lose on purpose, but it almost feels that way. Well, I will say this. So I, I personally given Dan Campbell a pass on pretty much the whole year, the whole year, because of sure. how bad the roster is. For the sure. roster is objectively probably, I mean, maybe Houston's worse. It's but like top like, three, bottom, yeah, of the league. like a horrible, horrible roster. Yeah. Now I did really did not like the decision to pull Anthony Lynn and just be like, I'm going to call the plays now on Dan Campbell's part. I didn't like that. Mm. A, you've never been a coordinator before. B, Anthony Lynn objectively is a good coordinator. I actually didn't know this. Yeah, that was, so that was the last game. So he, like, Campbell's now, at least in that moment, is calling the plays. So he decided Anthony Lynn's not going to be that dude anymore. Yeesh. Which is, Anthony Lynn's, like, a very well-respected. I would definitely, yeah. Like me some Anthony yeah, Lynn. like, I'd I be do. fine if Anthony Lynn was I would be fine coach. if, yeah, <laughs> exactly. If he was the head coach, I would be totally fine with it. So, you know, you... Like, I, I was watching, actually, like, a rant today. It was Mike Valenti talking about it. I don't mm-hmm. know if you watched Valenti at all. Mm-mm. He's out of, like, Detroit. But he was talking about it. He's like, the way that he was calling plays strategically didn't make any sense. Like, I get, listen, it's a rainy day. Goff's got the oblique injury and whatever else. Swift like, ran the ball 30 times. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like, there were so many, like, third and 10, run the ball, punt. Third and 12, run the ball, punt. Like, mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And then they had a second and one in the second half where they throw, like, a backwards screen pass that's a fumble, and then it turns into a third and six. It's like, so what are we what are we doing? And and it's like, okay, if, if Goff is hurt in that game, and you had the whole bye to prep and you knew that he was hurt, why didn't you take those time to get uh, David Blau in there, the backup? Let him get a bunch of reps of the first he must team be throughout that the bye bad. week. He must be Even that so, bad. But listen, with Goff's air yards, he averaged, I think it was 1.6 yards per throw. I was going to say, it couldn't have been much. It's just 1.6 yards per throw. That's like five feet, dude. Right. And it's it like was a rainy feet. day, so I guess, you know, obviously the ball is going to be harder to grip and whatever, but... I mean, quarterbacks can get through yeah. it. Generally, they have some pretty big hands, you yeah. know, 6'4 dudes. And then you lose the game because you miss an extra point, and I get it, like, the main kicker's hurt and whatever else, but, like, okay, you still need to have mm. a dude that can make an extra point. Then he misses the long field goal, which I get. But it wasn't even because it was, like, he just hit it weird. Yeah, it was bad. It, yeah. it had no, like, rotation whatsoever and just died, like, yeah. right before. Just hit a duck. Just hit mm-hmm. a duck and died. And so there were just so many little things in that game where it's, like, that wasn't just because the roster's bad. Like, those were terrible decisions that were made. And or if your roster's that bad, like, you're telling me you can't find some backup that can do any better than that? Like, that's... So my thought is that our roster is definitely the worst because of the dynamic of overpaid free agents and super young players. Yes. It just doesn't mix. You can't have first, second, and third-year players, and then you have... Trey Flowers, and you have these dudes that you're just overpaying. Like, who is it? Roby Coleman or who, whoever the fuck plays oh, the Justin nickel. Coleman, Justin or, yeah, Coleman, Justin Coleman. These dudes are terrible. Ooh, I actually think that he's gone. I think he might be on it. Is he gone? Okay, well, we paid him. Yeah. I mean, just two years ago or last year. I mean, we made him like the highest paid nickel corner in the league. Mm-hmm. And you're t- so, so that's why I just assumed that he was still on the team because, you know, we paid him. Yeah, he plays for the Dolphins. We paid him kind of a lot. And. It just the play calls, like you said, are horrendous. 
and we don't have really the playmakers to do anything. If it was up to me, I would give the ball to DeAndre Swift every single play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would do like the when Le'Veon Bell was in his last year at MSU, and they literally just were like, yeah, any like just, handoff screen, yeah. they would go out up, wide, they would set him up in four wide receiver sets, and just have yeah. three people block for him yeah. on screen, and, and then just the give him the ball. <laughs> yeah. And that would be ideal because he is the only one that can make anybody miss in the open field. I mean, I can't even name our receivers. You know, I'm on St. Brown and yeah. and Cliff Raymond or whatever the hell. Anything. Hawkinson, who's supposedly like the Pro Bowl top tier tight end, he has like zero catches. Yeah, he never. He yeah, never he scored zero points last week in fantasy. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, so that was rough. And I was looking at some old tweets of mine from like when did Hawkinson get drafted two years ago? Maybe three. Yeah, three, two or three years ago. Yeah. And I looked at a tweet from then and it was on draft day and i was like i don't care if this kid scores a thousand touchdowns why would we choose a tight end because it seems like we go with tight ends every year tight ends are these shitty receivers you choose yeah Yeah. you choose what top 10 pick and it just never pans out i can't remember the no offense looking pretty good in denver (laughs) yeah i can't remember the last time that we had a number one uh like a first round pick that actually turned out to be anything. I mean, Penny Sewell is getting better. I mm-hmm. saw like some PFF grades, and he's done a lot better in the last yeah. five games. But I mean, what Dominican Sue? Dominican Sue might be the last first-round pick that was good at all, and yeah. that was a what four-year run. I mean, he got his his rookie deal and got the fuck out of there. Like yeah. he didn't want to stay. Yeah. He went to. What was it Miami next and then Tampa and then the Rams, the Rams yeah. or the Rams. Yeah. And then, you know, Rams, he's been all right. over the place yeah. at this point because he is worth the money, but he, you know, is not worth everything else when he's stomping on players, which I know he hasn't done that in, yeah. in, a, in a bit. He's kind of toned it down a bit, but we just can't seem to draft. And I don't understand. I don't know if it's the Ford family. Like they just need to sell the team and not have any input <laughs> and just like shut the hell up sell for the rest of Dan eternity. Gilbert. <laughs> yeah and it's almost like it's on them at this point that's how i feel because it's been just a never-ending cycle of shit it starts at the top i mean that that's the, how the I lions feel. have literally never ever ever been good was it like the 50s they won like the nfl championship in the 50s i mean we made the like playoffs that? in like what 13 12. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, like, we've, we've at least a couple of times been like, oh, okay. Yeah. Never we're 500. Yeah. Shit. So, well, it, we fired the best coach that we've ever had, Jim Caldwell. I know. Which, listen, to be fair, at the time, I was like, okay, I think we've gotten to we this level. We were 9 level. and 7, though. I was like, I think we've gotten this level. I think we need to find somebody that can get you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, and listen, when they brought on Matt Patricia, I was like, okay, you got the Same. Patriots defense, dude. I was like, Same. sweet, this is going to be great. And obviously, that was not yeah. the right choice. I was actually, like, super ecstatic yeah. to get him. And then stoked. he turns out to be absolutely nothing. He runs man-to-man defense the entire game and watches torched. everybody get torched. Yeah. Do, like, nobody Jeff would, Okuda, get out there on Devontae Adams. Yeah, good Lock luck, buddy. Up. We'll leave you on an island. <laughs> yeah. And then Blitz. Well, here, here's my thing. At least he would send some heat. Yeah. Now, we send a little bit of heat here and there, here and there. Third and long comes, and we send two fucking people. Mm. And then we get conversion, like, uh, against the Ravens, where they throw this 25-yard bomb on fourth and 20. And Justin Tucker's get like the Yeah, here. get the first down. Get enough time to spike it. Yep. And then kick a game-winning field goal from Egypt. It's yep. like... You just find ways to lose the game. Mm-hmm. And then last week, the Steelers, we tied. I would have rather lost. 
I ate ties so much. I would have rather just lost the game at that point. For football being the most like American macho thing that exists, right. I hate I hate yeah. the fact that the NFL allows for ties to happen. Well, we and like it wasn't coin, like that before, right? Like, like I, I think that they used to do up to two 15-minute overtimes when yeah. it was just straight up sudden death. Like whoever right. scored won. Yeah, when like, whoever scored, that was yeah, a little bit different. We got a oh, high Grace. Grace just walked cookies. in with some goodies, some cookies, eh? cookies. Oh well, I'm a I'll fan of leave. mint, so yeah, you can pass mint. me one. This is a mint city. It is. You're mint right, SJ, city. There we go. What is that? That's pizza. I haven't eaten. Is that anything. feta Here. cheese and it mushrooms? Ball me one of this. Don't lie to her. Mm. Mm, I don't need them. Here, keep them over there. While we talk, crunching on the mic. So, guys, um, (laughs) but um, no, I mean, I think with any sports organization or company or anything for that matter, like if your your leadership at the top, if it's garbage, then the rest of your everything's going to be garbage. You know, middle middle managers, coaches, assistants, players can really only do so much. But, But you also have to think the people who are at the top are responsible for placing those people in positions to be successful. So. The Lions have had, you know, good coaches that you can definitely count on one hand. Mm-hmm. They've had good quarterbacks you can count on one hand. They've had, you know, how many how many good defenses the Lions have? Basically none. Zero. How many good running games? They had Barry Sanders that they kind of lucked into who wound up being, like, the man. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would hope in, like, 70 or 80 years of football that you could occasionally get a couple ballers. And they got them in Calvin Johnson. They got it in Barry Sanders. They got it in Dominick Sue. But it was the classic. You can never build anything around them. So, I mean, for quarterback's sake, I think it's just Stafford. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even think of another quarterback that Joey even Harrington? played, like, remotely well. Yeah, yeah, yeah Joey Harrington. Yeah, oh, he was good, huh? John but even Kenna. this year, this year there's no quarterbacks in the draft. Nope. So there's nothing really that we can do this year, and it looks like we're going to get the number one pick, so hopefully we trade back and you know build up our stock and then maybe go get us a number one receiver yep. or just somebody to to make some plays because we just don't score I we just, don't score the ball what i want to see them do which is it seems to be kind of like the new age mold is i like it when teams build up a roster that's ready for a quarterback to step in i like you you know spending your money you know develop an offensive line develop a pass rush get your which our old line is maybe the only like halfway decent we spot. do have some de- a decent line but i think you build up around that guy and then you take the draft stock that you don't immediately need and you trade mm-hmm. up to get like a promising rookie that you can insert into that system like what dak prescott had when he was with the the cowboys like what the eagles did with russell wilson when they first got him like what the rams did when they had golf i mean yeah you have this loaded roster around him mm-hmm. where he's ready to succeed and, like, if he sucks, he sucks. But, like, you know. Th- Talk about killing your stock. Cause Jared yeah. Goff. Yeah. We're not going to be able to get anything from it. Like, he's no. just going to have to be released. Yeah. Because there's no shot, at least in my opinion, that he plays next year. Mm-mm. There's, I mean, he, you can't win us one game and you're a former Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah. Like, give me a break. I realize that you did have a lot of weapons in L.A. or Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was L.A. when he yeah, was right, there still, yeah. right? So, it's dude you got to be able to win at least the close games just win the close get blown out a couple times that's the lions ritual right but win the close ones just please win the close i mean it's the ultimate uh 
you know, add for Matt Stafford because like. <laughs> but Matt Stafford, at least a couple weeks. I mean, he, yeah. the last two weeks he has not looked very good. But like, okay, whatever. I, yeah, like I anybody know. who's actually doing <laughs> but, the whole like, oh, Stafford's not that good. Stafford's okay, falling okay, off whatever, after. <laughs> whatever. Get, get that garbage out of here. I know. But I mean, listen. I was a. I I became uh, unfortunately I became a Stafford hater yeah. uh, near the end of his career in Detroit just because it was the same thing was yeah. like. Dude, you you can't get over the hump. But now it's like, oh, I wish I had you back. Yeah. 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 And actually, talking about hiring the right people and this and that, I mean, it was a complete overhaul this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like Everyone. it was literally, I mean, the head coach, all the coordinators, we got ex players on the on the coaching staff. It seems like I thought that this was like our our 500 year, and then you know start going up from there. Yeah. And instead, I mean, we can't even get a win. We can't, we tied before we won. Yeah. Well, what I think that they need to do is you need to go get, like, like a smart young dude. Which I know, like, obviously everybody wants that. But, but to put where? Like, like a, on the staff. Like, like head coach. Yeah. Like, like Fire coach. him after one. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think that Dan Campbell is one of those awesome dudes to have as a coordinator. Like, if you had him as a D coordinator and he's mm. all the energy, biting kneecaps guy, that's cool. Right. But I don't think he's the guy steering the ship. Like, I don't think What does really he actually do? Anymore. Do we know? Besides, Drick now coffee. I know he took over... He took over as play calls, as you said, yeah. and but other than that, I mean, I know he played. He played in the league. He yeah. played on the Lions he's for a, a period of time. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a, a culture type of guy. Yeah, but is he like? And he's a leader, which is good. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the first thing for a head coach. They're is, like, can they, you get were, everybody to follow? They were you? looking for the antithesis to Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia was a fat blob that nobody likes, and they're like, let's get this giant man in here who's all about energy and culture and right, ass. right, yeah, and so. That it should have been better than what it is, and at mm-hmm. this point, you know, it's easy to be like, "What are we supposed to do now? We just redid everything. Yep. Is there really a world where we go out and get another head coach? Like, there's no chance." But at the end of the day, we did get a couple first rounders for Stafford. Why yep. not try to get a different quarterback or just something like? I don't know who's going to be open. I don't know who's on I mean, the market think, this upcoming year. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are brought to a bounce. True, Not but are they going to want to come live in Detroit? Detroit? No. Imagine Russell Wilson with Sierra at like the Detroit life, like yeah. going downtown to the hot take. <laughs> I think that either Russell Wilson, because I think he's going to seek a trade, and I think he's either going to be a Saint or he's going to be a Steeler. And I think if he goes to the Steelers, I think the Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I agree, and that talk about a great head coach, Mike Tomlin. Oh my gosh, I love Mike Tomlin. He he's probably my favorite coach, except for when he tripped uh, Jacoby Jones going <laughs> yeah, down the yeah. going down the sideline. That was a little Whoops. dirty, but yeah. you know, it is competitive. But no, man, I, I just if I'm Anthony Lynn and Dan Campbell just essentially neutered me on national TV and took away my play calling, I would 100 percent. Be like, hey, USC, you guys want a head coach? Right. I'll go hop over there. Because you're not going to go from a neutered coordinator to a head coach of another NFL team. So why not go be the man at SC, which is obviously one of the most sought-after jobs in college football. Mm -hmm. I don't really know if there's a stigma between NFL coaches and wanting to like maybe take a quote-unquote step down to college football. But you get paid a ton of money. It's a lot better than just being some no-name coordinator on some sucky team like the Lions who is stripped of their ability to even call plays. And Um, USC is... I mean, you're going to be the man on campus as long as you do well, which yeah. it's been a little bit since USC has been relevant. Been. But if you're the one to bring them back, it's like you mm-hmm. are. I mean, and 
I mean, California, you're the, you're in so, like SoCal, you know, yeah. it's a lot better than just being it's in Detroit. It's arguably the best job in college football. Agreed, even though they're not that good. Yeah. And there should be more kids who want to go there, but it's kind of just fell flat the last five-ish yeah. years, I would it's say. Maybe even a little been, bit longer. Like, SC is one of those college programs that is one recruiting class away from being phenomenal mm -hmm. because you just need a little bit of a snowball effect if they can have one or two good years where like they're making it to major bowl games right then all of a sudden like the deep south texas um obviously you already recruit the whole state of california like mm -hmm. all of that opens up to you so much more because what kid wouldn't want to go play in southern california mm -hmm. you have the flashy kids want to go to want to go to usc yeah. and then the kids that are actually like league bound it, it seems like it's just sec schools and that's like it which is definitely true, but think about it. Why would you, other than being like the kid that wants to stay at home because you're from Louisiana, you're from Mississippi, or wherever, mm. why wouldn't you, if you're trying to be, you know, build a brand, if you're trying to go to the league and all that stuff, all of it is in Los Angeles. And especially now that you can get paid. Yeah. You can get yeah. paid. Left for her life. Welcome to the struggle oh. of Cole's room. You have to get real tricky, but it's like right behind the bed right there. Oh, I'm plug one of those things. You got to get real feisty with it. But, um,. Was it saying about SC? Oh yeah, you. So especially with being able to sell your name, image, and likeness now at a place like SC. Are you kidding me? Like if you were, if you're the star quarterback at USC, are you? You could get all of the endorsement deals out of Los Angeles that you could ever want. You would be a millionaire before you left college. They, I, I mean, uh, what's this nuts? Uh, Sam Darnold. He's <laughs> he's from USC and he became the number one pick. Uh -huh. So, I think that there is kind of. Like, you can still do well there, even though the team might not be great or mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, I feel like that's going to happen to MSU. They've already gotten, like, a top, I think they're, like, top 25 right now for next year's recruits. Yep. And so if we can go on the run like we did, you know, eight years ago or however long it was, then we can kind of turn our program around, too, uh, yeah. with Tucker being – all of a sudden, I mean, he's the man, it seems like. Which I've supposedly, there's been like the rumors that he's getting ready to sign a big extension, which I obviously I hope to God he does. I would be, like I was, especially a month ago, like he's 100% going to leave and take one of the big jobs that's open. Because why wouldn't you? Um, but no, if, if he can stay, I think that he has a very legitimate chance in the next two to three years to become the supreme program in the state of Michigan. Um, now, whether or not you can effectively recruit the Midwest against Ohio State is a different situation. But I think if you can recruit the best players out of Detroit consistently and at least be competitive where they all like don't by default just kind of go to U of M, which is what D'Antonio was able to do in his prime when they were getting guys like William Goldston and Malik McDowell to come out of Got to get those Cas Tech boys. you got to get the Cas Tech boys out of there. Um, I think that you really put yourself in the running to be – one of the major programs in the country. And especially if Harbaugh leaves. Yeah. Which, if Harbaugh leaves and there's not like a big name out there, I think Michigan has a drop off. Mm -hmm. People like Jim Harbaugh. They do. Does he win the big games? Fuck no, he doesn't. He it, it, he just doesn't. Well, He's had this. five, six years, however long it's been. Mm -hmm. I think he came in in 14 or 15. So it's been okay, at least so six. a little bit longer. Yeah. So he's had the opportunities. He mm -hmm. hasn't beat Ohio State once yet. For the most part, it's kind of gotten dog walked against Ohio State. A mm. couple close, and games, then I but. think he's five hundred against MSU, mm -hmm. and MSU has not been the years, elite. The, years the last MSU have been like a definite down year for right, MSU, like you know? a two and two and ten year or mm -hmm. a two and eight or however many games they play. Yeah. So I've heard. So I you know don't talk a ton of sports outside of 
right now, which is why I enjoy this so much. Mm-hmm. But one of the guys who I know um, at the gym, who's like a, a big Michigan fan, um, he's like a, you know, he's probably like forty, but he's been like, you know, remembers the Lloyd Carr era, grew up watching Michigan football, like he's all, all about it, right? He he told me that he's like two years ago I was like I'm I'm not gonna go down to the big house anymore until they make changes and he's like now after in reference to when they lost the state game this year he's like I'm not gonna watch the games anymore like at all like <laughs> it's on going TV, downhill quick nothing <laughs> well he's like I just I he's like Harbaugh is capped he's really good at just beating up on Minnesota and Rutgers but he's not going to consistently win the games they need to win to be in the spot that the Michigan like the true legit Michigan faithful think that they should be. Now I think it's a little bit delusional, which they haven't been in a hundred years. It's been a long time, right? Like they but, haven't won a championship in. I mean, what was it like eighty nine or? Well, they, they won they it in ninety seven or ninety seven. Charles, yeah, Charles Woodson year. Yep, right, right, that right. was what it was. Now so twenty years ago. Yeah, so tw- so about twenty years. Well, a little more than that, almost twenty five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeez, I'm not old. All right, yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Boom um, but so. You know, and kudos to them for not lowering expectations, for not just being like, okay, we're cool with being a nine and three team consistently, because I think like Nebraska kind of did that. Nebraska kind of sold out. I think Texas has kind of gotten to that. Like, we'll be cool with being eight and four forever, which is a bit of a bummer because I like Texas football. But you know, I I just think that currently with the way that college football is structured, I mean, there's really maybe five legit powerhouse programs. So you got obviously Georgia and Bama, um, Ohio State, Oklahoma. I mean, maybe like Clemson's had a down year, but probably Clemson. So you probably have like and then five. LSU. I would say. I mean, LSU yeah. is. I would say that they're a powerhouse. They yeah. might not. I mean, be, at least they recruit. Maybe like they're crazy. like yeah. They're maybe yeah, six or seven. They're in need but, of a quality coach, but but no, they're right there. So there's really only like six or seven teams that mm-hmm. really scoop up all the top name recruits. Oregon, Oregon's probably up there. Well, I know they're not recently, like maybe recently. not like top five ish. Well, yeah. when they had Mariota and they were going, they true, were, you know, true, yeah. But they, the last couple of years have been a little bit of a down year. But you're right, they're, they're getting back to it, mm-hmm. which is cool. I think it's fun when Oregon's good. But you know, you look at the college football playoff. There's really only been like, like it's pretty, it's pretty much, much been, the same teams. Yeah. There's been Georgia been and Bama, and then but, there's usually like one random team. Yeah. MSU made it one year. Florida State had the year. Oregon got it. Yeah. Actually, no. Was that even Florida State? No, Florida State I don't was think before that, weren't they? Yeah, Florida State was... Um, that was like the last year of the BCS, wasn't it? Yeah, the Calvin Benjamin touchdown. No, they got smacked against Oregon in that first year. Remember, it was Jameis's last year, and he had like the whole... Like, oh, you're right. Like, lose the football it, thing. Didn't Oregon win the chip that year? No, they got uh, beat against Zeke and Ohio State that year. Oh, oh, yep. Yep, yep you're right. Yep. Yep, which that team, in hindsight, was like... An ridiculous. insane, <laughs> an insane team. Yeah, but, that was like Michael Thomas, too, yeah, was they, there. Joey and, Bosa. Yeah. Everybody. But um, but no, I think that it's so hard and it's so crowded to recruit the Midwest because most of the prime college football recruits come from California, Texas, or the Deep South. Like Ohio and Michigan and Illinois and Wisconsin aren't putting out a bunch of just five-star studs, which is mm-hmm. what you geographically have to recruit. So that's part of the big benefit, in my opinion, for being the USC coach because you get, like, do kids really want to go to, like, Cal? Probably not. Probably not. You wanting to go to Stanford, like you have to be a very good student to go to Stanford in the first place. So really it boils down to either Oregon on the West Coast or SC. And I think the SC probably for the most part would just being in Los Angeles as opposed to in Oregon, I think that you probably are able to sway a lot of those kids with just like everything that's happening in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. So I think that you would essentially be the supreme recruiting destination of the West Coast, definitely everything west of the Rockies. 
And so you get all of that talent and you do also open up just the brand in itself to Texas and to Florida and all those different kids. So you can pretty quickly gather up a significant arsenal of recruits that a lot of places can't. Agreed. Agreed. Like how, unless you have tremendous success and a ton of charisma, how could you be like Wisconsin or to be Michigan State or Illinois or Iowa and go into some, you know, kid that lives in Ohio who's a five-star recruit into his living room and be like, don't go to Ohio State, come here. Like, right. why, why would you? Why would that kid ever do that? So here's my thinking is that some kids are so like enthralled just in themselves that they are okay with going to maybe like the closest school, but mm-hmm. they'll also stand out like crazy. Big, like Big fish in a small pond. Right. Yeah. So like, I mean, not that that happens to MSU because we don't really get those, <laughs> yeah. but I mean... I, I guess we haven't really had a recruit like that come to uh, a small school like that in a long time. Whereas like basketball, you kind of see it a little bit more. Kids kind of go to small schools and just be like Michael Porter Jr. Just like go to Missouri. Yeah, just go to Missouri or yeah. or Ben Simmons goes to LSU. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like random, right? But with football, it's like you're right. There's only three or four legitimate spots that people want to go, and even. I mean, the Texas and, and Florida and, and SC, like those should be schools that are easily back on top within, you know, they don't have long droughts. They might have yeah. three or four years where they're down, but then they're right back up. They get a random class that's just good because sometimes there's like, you know, friends that are like, hey, I'm a five-star recruit. We're all going to go team up here. Now, I guess that's more of a basketball mindset than it really is football. But sometimes those kids that go to those Under Armour games or whatever that are uncommitted, they are the All-American games, you know, they go there and then can be swayed into going wherever because those kids literally can go wherever. And I personally would try to go to a school where maybe it's not so oversaturated like Bama or Georgia. Like you're a five-star recruit that comes in and doesn't play until they're a junior. But now, here's the thing, though, is like, given that you don't have to sit out a year with the transfer portal, you right. can go to one of those big schools, and then if it's not working out, you can just jump ship, and you can run mm. to somewhere else. So you can go to Bama, you can take the scholarship to Bama, and then if it's like looking like, oh, okay, I'm probably not going to end up really playing much, you can go right. hop over to Tennessee, or like mm. wherever it is that you want to go that's maybe a step down, but then you can be the big fish in that pond. Right. So I think that, you know, it's difficult for a lot of those kids... Um, because, like, in basketball, especially in basketball, you see dudes who are D2 or small D1 schools that are really good, right? And they be, they're, they stand out. And they'll transfer up to bigger schools. Right. Juco. So like, Juco guys. Juco. Yeah. I mean, Cam well, Newton, who we started off the show with, was a Juco guy. He was a Juco guy, yeah. So, or at some point. I don't know if he went straight to Juco. Well, he was I think Florida, he was at Florida. And then, and then, then Juco, right. yeah. But you don't usually see guys unless they are tremendous standouts who go to a smaller school and then transfer up to play at a bigger school right like it's very uncommon whereas with basketball you see it a reasonable amount so i think it's tough to to sell kids on the you know go to a smaller school when you can you know potentially because like listen if you're a starter for lsu for florida for bama for texas whatever like you have that brand yeah like you have that stamp i mean you're getting looks you. no matter what true like true. you know Carson Wentz and and Joe Flacco and dudes State, like yeah. that like 
I mean, you're going to get looks. If you start and, and you play well, like, you're going to get looks. I mean, Trey Lance, like, where, where did he come from? Like, nobody knows. I think he, but I think he's he, North Coast State, I think. Yeah, so it's well, like. Which was what Wentz was, too. Right. But. And so it's like, the, I guess as long as you're getting looks, that's why I kind of am of the mindset of why not just go to a school where you can play, like, right away and just develop into a better quarterback as opposed to, all right, let me run these reps as the backup for three years. And then finally, or even four, because sometimes you got a red shirt, so you got to do more school. And you know, half those kids do not like going to school. Yeah. Like, and by half, I mean more than half. This kid doesn't uh, like going to school. Majority, yeah. you know, it's like eighty percent of kids don't. All they want to do is football mm-hmm. or or basketball or whatever sport it is. So, like, I was trying to remember. Did did Jalen Hurts? Did he he transfer his senior year because Tua took over? Or mm-hmm. I can't remember yeah, he where went did to he Oklahoma. go. Yeah, he went to Oklahoma, right? Yeah. And he tore it up. Yeah, so, did. the fact that that can happen to a, a quarterback who led his team to the championship, and then the kid came in and did well and won them the championship, can take your job, is kind of like, dude, just go somewhere where you're like the the superstar. In my yeah. mind, no, and agree. especially because, I mean, you could get branded no matter what, as long as you're that good. Well, that it, was Justin Fields. Well, he just did because he was the Georgia kid. And he got recruited to Georgia, and then I forget if it was Fromm or Eason or whatever quarterback. Which I don't know how those guys beat him out of the starting right. job there. But then Ohio State got on the phone. And was like, "Hey, come on up, yeah, we'll have you. We'll and, take you." Yeah, and obviously balled out. For torched us there. the yeah, torched the Big Ten for yeah. sure. I don't know. I I think MSU's on the right track. I think so too. And Michigan is 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 going downward, so. Or maybe not downward, but, you know, they're stuck, like we said. They're kind of stagnant in the... They've seen the same movie whole, for, like, seven like, years. Yeah, they're, they're 9-2. and two. They'll make it to a good bowl, but they're never going to make... Which, this year, I think... I don't know if they have any big games left. They got Ohio State. Okay, so Michigan and Michigan State both have Ohio State. So, if yeah. they went out, they would probably get into the championship or into uh-huh. the Final Four over us, since yes. they're currently ranked above us, yep. even though we beat them. At, but Purdue played... Ohio State last week and yes. blew the doors off them. Yeah. Or well, yeah. yeah, Ohio State beat them. All the way around, but still. Right. Yeah. So Purdue is now looking like not the greatest loss, or yeah, not you know. like a bad loss. Yeah. yeah, it's a bad loss. So. No, it's. No. I think this. I think that if if Harbaugh, because they recently, I think it was last year, restructured his contract to be a, a much cheaper buyout. So they extended him, but they paid him less, and they also made his buyout a lot cheaper. Now, I think that that dude, the AD, structured that. So, like, if the trend remains that he's going to, you know, struggle against MSU, that he's not going to beat Ohio State, and that he's, you know, going to kind of go back and forth with the Wisconsin's and the Penn State's of the, of the conference, and then, you know, not – because because what is Michigan wants more than anything is to beat Ohio State, win the big time, make the college football play. Mm. And it's been beat Ohio years. State is like – higher up on their to-do yeah. list than anything, anything else like they don't really care to win the big 10 yeah they and don't really care to make the final four mm-hmm. it's pretty much just can i finally beat ohio state yeah and it's you know there have been obviously a couple close games there was one like double or triple overtime game in columbus with the whole jt barrett like did he break the the line to game right kind of thing. right there have been a few of those in the close but like other than that it generally looks like varsity against jb like mm-hmm. play. It really does. It looks like, oh, those guys are going to play in the NFL, and these guys are just, like, good college football players. Which is basically Bama every single year. Is yeah. like, 
I realize that they're in the SEC, so they do have a tough schedule, but they don't play anybody outside the, the SEC, really. Mm-hmm. They don't really do the whole, like, let's go play Oregon, or they let's usually, go play they somebody. They usually play one, like, their opener. They make they play a program that has a prominent name that isn't that great. That moment. isn't that good, right. Yeah, like, they did that when Michigan had Denard Robinson. They did that. They played at Jerry World, and they smoked them. Um, they did it to Miami this year. Um, where, you know, Miami obviously is the U and everything, but they beat them by like 40, you know. So they, but I get what you're saying. They don't go play, you know, Ohio State. They don't play Oregon. They don't play non conference teams. They don't, you know, they're not going to play Clemson in like the first game of the year. They're not going to do any of that. Right. Which will be cool. Like, I think that's what makes, because traditionally, until the last couple of years, the first three weeks of college football is pretty bland. Right. Like all the big yeah. game schools just play like Central Michigan. And they yeah, beat up the on little warm up games. It's a bunch of warm up right. games. But now that you know Auburn's playing Oregon and like LSU's playing mm. SC or like whatever. Why not? Texas. Yeah, this is how I look at it. It's, it's like if you are basically your whole team is five stars. Mm-hmm. Georgia, Alabama, those are probably the only two at the moment. Anyway, that's like it's just all five stars all over the place. Yeah. I mean, half your team is going to get drafted. Florida's usually pretty loaded too, even though they Florida does games. somehow, but they never really pan out to be very good. Yeah. Um, but so so let's let's circle back for a little fantasy at the end here, Do and it. I I think draft like the biggest draft busts and maybe the biggest surprises like should be a little uh, topic that we go over. Yeah, we definitely do it. Um, well, I think the people that took. Mahomes really early obviously are pretty upset about that. I think the the last year or two there's been a trend, not necessarily in our league. I can't remember where Mahomes went in our league this year. I think like fourth. Yeah, but like I was seeing mocks like for the last couple of years where pretty much people would consistently take him in the second round, mm-hmm. which yep. obviously is insane because he was like a guaranteed thirty points yeah, per game for the last you know three four or yeah. however, pretty I mean, much however long he's been. He's in the definitely three produced, or four years. but you know. I think that when you look at the absence of elite tight ends and elite running backs that exist in, in fantasy, I think that you taking any quarterback in the second round is stupid. Agreed, since but, you um, can get someone like, I mean, I think I got Dak in like the sixth round, yeah. so that was kind of high, but still, I mean, you can still wait and get your skill players, and, hmm. and then even if you have to take a Stafford in the 10th round, like that's really not a big, you're not going to sweat five to 10 points per week. I mean, maybe sometimes you will, but... Yeah. I think that my bus would be almost every tight end not named Travis Kelsey. I think that there really haven't been a ton of prominent tight ends, whether that be due to injury or just lack of performance. Like, Kittle's had basically one good game this year. He had another good game uh, Sunday. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, post his injury, he's had a couple good games. But before Mm. that, really not much. Um, Waller has had a lot of volume, but hasn't really turned those into huge numbers. Looks like you gave uh, AJ Dillon away right at the perfect oh time. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I traded him for Ridley. Was, uh, yeah, but, and now he's he should be the workhorse be for the a dude. while now. Um, I think that you know Mark Andrews had a couple big games, but other than that, it's been pretty right. bland. So I mean, yeah, Waller's had I think one. He had a twenty-nine point game. And other than that, it's been, I mean, an like 11, a 10, a 15, a, 15 yeah. a 10, a 16, a 6. Last yeah. week he had 6. Yeah. So. I think that, um, obviously, I have to put McCaffrey. Not that he now isn't producing, but, I mean, the dude didn't play for, like, nine games. Right. So, I mean, if you're going to waste your, your number one overall pick on a guy that's not going to play at all, I mean, the guy. And that's who, the, the reason that really, he's in last. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, our guys who's in 12th has McCaffrey, and that's the reason why. Um, 
Who else? I mean, Julio. Julio's definitely been a bust. A yeah, Julio's out, right? Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire's been hurt for like the whole season, so therefore a bust. Um, a lot more surprises than you would think. You know, there's yeah. like. Even the running backs, it's kind of just, it's so random, but then, like, Elijah Mitchell starts to become the dude in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he's good. And, uh, you know, DeAndre Swift, they're, like, kind of working him in here and there. He's playing 50% of the snaps, and now he's at the point where he's, it's probably 80-20 with Jamal yeah. Williams. Uh, Miles Sanders is a bust, for sure. Um, Miles Sanders has been crap. Um I mean, Claypool. The whole the whole Steelers receiving core, just given how bad Ben Roethlisberger is. Outside Deontay Johnson has been pretty good, but you know Juju obviously is hurt and like gone. But also he wasn't even that good before he got hurt. Mm. Um, Claypool has been very boomer. Talk bust. about somebody who I hate the most in the league is Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> like I'm yeah, glad that he's kind of taken a break from the internet. That's pr- that's a good thing for him, I, I think, because all he does is make TikToks and do stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Like he's almost as cringe as Patrick Mahomes' little brother. Who does TikToks and then goes famous because it's literally a day that they're honoring a person who was killed, and he's doing a TikTok where the memorial. Sean Taylor was it Sean? Yeah, it was Sean Taylor. Who's, I mean, so disrespectful. Arguably, like he would have been one of the best safeties ever if he's. A lot of people put him up there already. R.I.P. That punter from the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Right. I mean, the biggest surprise though has to be Cooper Cup, right? Oh yeah. Cooper Cup's having a Randy Moss year. Exactly. Easily and, the biggest surprise is Cooper Cup. Yeah. I was talking to this about like a week or two ago where we had on the pre-draft for fantasy, we were like, who should you take between Robert Woods and Cooper Cup? Yeah. And I was like, I think Robert Woods. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a like, big Robert Woods guy. <laughs> and I, to be fair, I thought it would kind of be even. Yeah. And it really wasn't. Because it had been for like five years. Right. They've been in the same system and it's been like pretty just like, oh, not too bad. Yeah. Each of them get their five catches. Maybe one of them gets a touchdown. One of them breaks it for 100 yards. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, all right, Cooper Cup. 25 targets a game he's gonna catch 12 to to 15 balls i mean every time i look at john's lineup cooper cup has over 20 points Mm -hmm. every week i mean last year or last year last week he had like 11 catches for 122 yeah so i mean he he didn't like michael thomas like two years ago numbers yeah like he doesn't score i mean he has been scoring this year yeah but even on days where he doesn't score he'll at least give you the production that you need to to keep you in the race versus whoever you're playing whereas like there's so many touchdown dependent dudes that i would almost rather have him or you know julio jones was like that he didn't score very many touchdowns, but he'd get you your eight to ten catches for eighty to one hundred and twenty yards every right. week. So, yeah, I think that um, further, I think that both of the Bills' main running backs, so Singletary and Zach Moss, have been very underwhelming, partially because they just gut each other. Right. Um, but I think that it's been a few years now where people have been expecting one of those two to kind of become the main dude and become like a prominent fantasy back. Neither of those happen i think zach moss is better i think he is too i don't know why they don't use singletary's been in the league for a little bit i mean four or five years probably yeah somewhere in there and he's just been the same guy every year like Mm -hmm. he's you know he's gonna split carries with whoever's there he can't take over as the main back why not at least try to let zach moss take over he has some big games where he you know when he looks good running the ball he's kind of he's like a little Marshawn Lynch, maybe not, you know, quite as good. Baby he's Lynch. he's a he's a baby Lynch. He's also but... faster than Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch didn't have like a whole lot of breakaway speed, but he's faster. 
Um, Mike Davis, too. Mike Davis with the Falcons obviously got kind of gutted by Cordell Patterson, but there's a reason, and it's because Mike Davis wasn't really doing much. Yeah. So they, you know. And they signed him to a, not a huge deal, but I mean, it was starter money for sure. And then we got, I mean, James Conner. He just has a crazy resurgence in, in Arizona. And like whereas eight, eight touches a game, two touchdowns. Yeah. Well, okay, but last week he had he did go nuts because Chase nuts. Edmonds is now out. Who yep. Chase Chase Edmonds is super good too, so um, it's kind of worth splitting it because they are actually the complete opposite. True. Whereas like Connor is you know downhill and and Chase Edmonds is catch the ball on the run and and see what he can do. So him, I mean Mike Williams, uh, in. San Diego. First part of the season. LA, right. Yeah, I know. He's kind of fell off a little bit. But I also think that that's just due to, I mean, they've been losing a lot. You know, they've lost like three games in a row. And Herbert's been kind of shit the last three weeks. So I think that he'll end up finishing the season strong because Keenan Allen's still getting his points, like which at first he wasn't. And now he's kind of taken back over as the lead guy. What's yeah. on the slate for this weekend? What 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 matchups are we looking at? So the Lions will probably get beat by Cleveland, of course. Yeah, Cleveland's about to just take out all that frustration on the Lions. Yeah, after even though they lost last week, you know, thirty-five to seven or whatever that mm-hmm. score was. I forget. Do you bet sports at all? Do you bet football? I don't bet. I I personally have not this year at least i always have been a dfs guy but since we've done the league it's kind of been like i want to play the players that are in my lineup because yeah. i need them to do well so yeah. with dfs it's like all right here's the guys i wish i had and uh so i kind of stayed away from it a little bit although i do want to bet like some you know parlays on like certain like you get a touchdown first or this mm-hmm. or that but i haven't really done any of that this year sure um i also see our manager at caraba's <laughs> addiction to gambling and Problems. get a get a little nervous about That's it because right. yeah well what i would, i mean i have kind of stepped away just because it like you know fantasy i still enjoy the games but like when you start putting money on the games it starts to like annoy you when it doesn't go the way you want so it kind of takes away from the joy of the game for me personally but um, I do like to look at a couple of different picks every week that are like you know like money like, line picks and stuff like that. Well, you know how Colin Cowherd does his like what is it like his blazing five? His blazing like five. Yeah, I yeah. like to have. I don't use that five. I have like two or three. But um, like prime example would be does Seattle play this week or is Seattle on buy? I think Seattle's on. No, they're not on buy. Who's Seattle play? So like Seattle just obviously got embarrassed by Green Bay. So, like, mm. Seattle is First time playing... Russell Wilson's ever scored zero points. In exactly. Career. So, like, Seattle's playing Arizona. And, obviously, Arizona... Up it should be a good game last... if Kyler plays. It should be a good game. But, like, I think that Russell Wilson's just going to kind of be the man and probably... So, like, them at plus 115, like, I like that. That's, like... Is Kyler supposed to play? Because I, I know I that know. they've had... Uh, who I think Colt McCoy. Yeah. Colt McCoy played, which he did good two weeks ago, and then Sunday kind of shit the bed a little bit. Yeah, and it's in Seattle. So, like, I like that. Um, yep. I think also, given the Tampa Bay just lost the game, they definitely shouldn't have lost, and they're playing the Giants on Monday night. Like, even even though they're mm-hmm. given ten and a half points, like, I'll bet the spread on that. I would take that. Tampa right. Bay is probably going to just annihilate. Tom the, Brady's the definitely Giants. not going to throw two picks in the first half or first quarter, actually, yeah. again. Yeah. Most um, likely. Oh, dude, the Chiefs and the Cowboys play this week. That's that should be, be a, a good really game. fun matchup. Yeah, because the Chiefs finally woke up. Finally. That Chiefs defense though is still 
awful. I mean, it's awful. They have Tyron Matthew, and then it's everybody else pretty much just... They do have Chris Jones, and they just got Melvin Ingram, which... Right. Did Melvin Ingram play Sunday or no? I think he did. I wonder how he he did. did. Which, that's the issue is that Chris Jones is the only guy in the interior of that defense that, like, demands attention. Actually, yeah, exactly. Can actually draw a double team. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, Melvin Ingram... Before he went to what was he on the Steelers at uh, just before and then yeah, but it was yeah, the Char- Chargers. Chargers then Steelers yeah and then when he got drafted I mean he was ten sacks every year for the first like three or four years and Born. then the last couple have been kind of lackluster. Have you ever but, seen that video where I can't remember if he throws it from his knees but he throws a football like seventy yards. No, I have not seen that. Just I want to see if I can find this because it's it's ridiculous. He says it to somebody and they're like you can't do that and he's like all right give me a football yeah let me. I would never bet against an NFL player to do anything. Throw a football 50 yards, run a 40-yard dash in f- four seconds. I, I would never bet against a football player. I'm going to eat this cookie. Go for it. Chow down. I have right. seen... Um, find it later. What's his name? Who's the biggest quarterback draft bust? Who's the black dude? Jamarcus Russell? Oh, Jamarcus Russell, yeah. Yep. Have seen him throw it from his knees and hit the crossbar. That is a thing. From how far? From like 65, 70 yards out. Yeah. No, that guy, oh man, it, it, not that I was a Raiders fan or ever have been, but like the stories you hear about him and just like not doing anything. What was the one they said that they sent him home with a blank disc yeah. and told him to study it and yeah. he came back He's the like, next oh, like day with place. like a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's like, dude, you have to just not give a single care in the world <sighs> to actually act. And back then, what was it, 2004? Four, I, think it was, I think it was six or six seven. Or, yeah. They didn't have, like, okay, the first pick gets this much. Mm-hmm. The two through eight they get this him much. A, they they him a lot of Yeah, money. they would pay him whatever basically the open market was. Yeah. And so he was getting paid a, an insane he amount. held out until, like, the season had already started. Mm-hmm. And then didn't know the place. And then what did they say? He also was, like drinking lean and like getting yeah. drunk and he ended up being like 300 pounds when he came in mm-hmm. at like two i mean he was pretty heavy at he pulled the time. zion williamson he was like a dude zion looks bad he is looks like he's pushing 300 pounds at least and he's been out with a foot injury so he can't really do much in terms of exercising and running or anything like that so he's probably just chilling playing video games considering he's like an 18 year old kid yeah but he's also getting paid, you know, sixty million dollars to well, play basketball. Thing, here's the thing too. So like, he's, I think he's probably like twenty at this point. Yeah, like 20, he is 21, like 20. Some, somewhere in there. So yeah. obviously, still very young. Right. But listen, I'm experiencing it. I'm getting a little bit of chunk and got to start Same. dieting more. And I was gonna go to the gym after this, and I don't know if I'm going to. Well, but what I'm saying is like, you know, you get to kind of like that mid twenties ish mark. You can't just eat like. A, a whatever you want more which is what i've become accustomed <laughs> to and like i need to tone it down so if he's already three bills and getting chunky right now in like two or three years and he's he only if he doesn't keep the diet under control he's gonna be like four pounds right and he's not tall like no. he's six six which is tall to us but it's yeah. in the nba that's not tall and if he doesn't have the bounce that he mm-hmm. did at duke and i mean even last year he showed it like near the end because he finally it's like shaq he had to like play himself into shape, but that was always the mm-hmm. story where he wouldn't work out in the off season, and then during the season he would, after twenty games, finally be in shape to actually run up and down the court yeah. for longer than you know twenty minutes per game. 
So I think Zion is kind of taking that where he's like, I'm the most popular player basically or you know he's in the top 10 for popular players because people love to see him dunk and and he was like insane at duke and his yeah, jersey sales are way up there and everything yeah, yeah he's like top five in jersey sales i mean the everybody like remembers the mcdonald's all-american dunk contest he he done he's just done a bunch of stuff to to get notoriety mm-hmm. and now people are just looking at him like dude are you gonna show up for work or are you just gonna like just hold out and and get fat. Not that he's yeah. actually well, holding I out. Well, I think but. That that's you know it's an issue with people who are insanely naturally gifted. Is mm-hmm. like if you have right. been the person, and I mean even to the point where you get to the pros, where you can just show up and be that good. I think that's something like Vince Carter even struggled with. I mean right. Vince Carter was one of the most naturally gifted athletes Couldn't that shoot, I've though. ever watched. Yeah, could. But that's the thing. It's like okay, so you you can do everything else naturally you tell me you can't get on like the gun and just shoot threes all day i think that that's starting to happen to russell westbrook yeah he's finally getting to that point where it's like he can't shoot but he also can't jump as high as he used to mm-hmm. he can still dunk on people and he and he, he tries at least yeah. and he has no form of a jumper I mean, no. he hits the backboard more than he makes the shots. He mm. he. It's well, like him just pushing it at the basket. Yeah, just time. have like sporadic shots that literally hit the backboard or just brick super hard off the rim, and it's like, dude, you're in year eleven and you can't shoot. Yeah. You can't shoot, and that is the same thing to Vince Carter. Vince Carter was first like ten years. I think he made eight All Star teams, and then after that, he kind of bounced around the league like after New Jersey. And he bounced around a little bit, and then he ends up playing 20 years. But his last five years were pretty much just mentoring. Yeah. And then I think that the last time that anybody really remembers anything is that shot that he hit for Dallas mm-hmm. in, in like the in the playoffs or yeah. yeah, it was like right before the finals. I think it was like a game-winning three in the corner. Yeah. And that was like the last time. So I think that it kind of just goes to like show that like people like Kobe and people like LeBron are just a different not everybody's built like that even if you make it to the league and you're like all right I'm a millionaire do I want to just be cool and like be the popular guy or do I want to actually be remembered as the basketball player as opposed to this outside figure well think about how many people that you've like grown up around or that you played sports with or anything like that who were probably the best players on the team like how many of them were truly like the insane sickos like up at 5 a.m like workers for me it wasn't a ton it was it was a lot of you know guys who like enjoyed the game like were good but they weren't crazy about getting better pretty much just one and he's like still doing stuff it's ryan yeah which ryan it's it's a rare breed to be really good at something naturally and then also have the drive to just be like i have to get better like not not even like a want like a need to get better. And that's what makes the dudes like Kobe and LeBron insane. I mean, that's And what... those are also usually the kids who are not as physically gifted. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say Kobe and LeBron are like freaks. And, you know, LeBron kind of grew into figuring out... Not that he didn't know basketball as well, but he definitely kept working on his game where he was just physically gifted enough to kind of just yeah. do whatever he wanted. He couldn't shoot that well for like, I mean, 10 years probably. Wow. And then, and then he, he finally got a jumper and he shoots some threes now and he's kind of more of a three-point shooter yeah. at this well point. i mean think about like um like year two in miami for lebron when he finally was able to start shooting the ball consistently 
and he still had all the bounce on his knees. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't guard him. Yeah, it him. really was unguardable. But, so, like, Kobe, Kobe didn't go until, like, the 13th pick. It's not like he was this huge, like, superstar. He was outside the lottery. Like, he was at St. Mary's or wherever he was from. High school, yeah. Yeah. And so, it, that was also, like, the beginning of the high school thing, where it's like, we don't want to take these high schoolers. <laughs> we, you know, we don't want that. And then... He gets, we don't want Kevin Garnett. Yeah, and then he gets drafted by you know the Hornets, and then the Hornets are like, and then they ship him to L.A. Michael Jordan's like, no, don't do that. Yeah. I guess he wasn't on the nah, Yeah, he so. was still in the league at that so. point. but So it's hard to find those guys. I mean, look at even the NFL. Look at Le'Veon Bell. Dude, dude just fell off a cliff. He's rapping and doing mm-hmm. all this shit. It's like you were the best back in the league. You could have stayed with Pittsburgh for almost as much money. Not quite as much guaranteed, but it was damn near the same contract with the same incentives to get you to the money. Like, if you make the Pro Bowl and we make the playoffs and we win one game, you would have made the same which money. Which they were going to. Which yeah. they would have, right. And they had AB and they had Ben Roethlisberger. They had everybody still there. So the fact that he wanted to leave was just like, bro, what, like for what? Yeah. And then he goes and he signs with... Who did he even sign? The Jets. He gets this big contract from the Jets. And then I don't know if he just wasn't putting in work or whatever, but it's hard to imagine such a big drop-off when you're that good. And I get that you're a running back, so, you know, you it just happens. Like, you just – your legs go out and, and you can't move as well. But It's also tough running behind that Jets offensive line. <laughs> right. That's but, rough. okay, he went to uh, – uh, I mean, he played in Kansas City. Kansas City yeah. And he couldn't do anything there, and then the Ravens just cut him. Yeah, so he, Ravens just cut him the other uh, yesterday yeah. or today. Yeah. And so I don't really know why, because he actually is a pretty good like pass protector. He's a good blocker. He's not a very good runner anymore. But yeah. they also didn't really utilize him, right? Like they didn't really throw him the ball, and that was kind of like his thing. And Pittsburgh was like, this dude could be a receiver. Like, he could have lined up in the slot and, and had A.B. go out and, and him just be in the slot with Martavis Bryant or Juju or whoever was there. That Pittsburgh offense was loaded for a few years there. It's it was insane. crazy. And then Martavis Bryant, I don't know what happened to him. He was actually, like, one of my favorite players for that team. Fell off a cliff. For no reason. He went to the Raiders, right? Yeah, I think he went to the Raiders, and then he kind of had, like, a Josh Gordon thing where yeah. he would, like, get reinstated and then – he would get cut again, or not cut, but just like he'd fail a drug test or whatever. And that's another thing. This is another gripe that I have about these rich assholes. Bro, you can't stay off the weed for like a certain amount of time because they know when the drug tests are coming unless it's like, you know, Miles Garrett posts a picture of him just jacked up and it actually looks like he's on steroids. (laughs) So he gets a drug test the next day. If you're smart and you're just freak. Yeah. And you're just like low key about it. Then you're not just going to get randomly drug tested. You're going to know there's definitely dudes that are like inside there that they probably Mm -hmm. slip some money to, to be like, Hey, let me know when my drug test is coming. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that he couldn't do it and Josh Gordon, I mean, he would have been, he would have been like Calvin Johnson. He would have been, he had that one year where he had like 1,800 yards and 16 touchdowns and 100 catches. And that was like his Cleveland? second year in the league. Was it Cleveland? Was yeah, it was in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. It was Cleveland first, and then he's obviously been all over the place, and now he's in Kansas City. At least he's in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, Sometimes that can help is just staying out of trouble. That's another thing with uh, like Darren Waller. Darren Waller is another dude who struggled with like drug addiction and stuff like that. 
and then he goes to the Ravens, gets caught, ends up with the Raiders, and now he's like three years sober, mm -hmm. and now he's also mentoring Mad Max, Max Crosby, who is from Eastern Michigan. Did you see went him to dump that dude? In yeah. The, uh, oh my god, that was that was brutal. <laughs> and um, so Lindsay actually went to school with his girlfriend so oh. she's like met him that's pretty cool and so i was like damn i'm kind of a fan of him now yeah. and so he also, also had mad max how cool is that nickname? right right and m m a double x yeah. like he max with two x's and so um that's just i guess darren waller is helping mad max stay off i don't know i think he was an alcoholic not so much the yeah, drugs but so. or prescription pills that's another thing like they all get addicted to the painkillers that they get on while they're rehabbing and then mm -hmm. that fucks up their whole career now you think that there'd be more accountability for like team doctors when it comes to prescribing all those painkillers i mean that was a big thing with calvin johnson was it not yeah like he was saying that and he, then yeah and then he started smoking weed and and whatever <sighs> that turned into but I mean, who was it? Tyrod Taylor got his lung punctured by mm -hmm. a team doctor. Like, are they really doctors? Or are they just like some dudes that you know they don't have their license anymore, but they'll they'll work for the cheap? Yeah, like a country's a sweet deal on yeah. treating your players. You pay millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah, I can definitely get you all the Vicodin and all the Valium and everything that you need. Just opens up a tackle box. Like, what yeah. do you need? Yeah, yeah right, right. He's he's like he's like the weird the Millers guy, the, the Jason, Jason Sudeikis, Sudeikis, when yep. he just like opens up all and there's just every type of weed that you can imagine. The, here is my box of pills for all of your players. Which one do you need? Yeah, no, it, I just don't understand that. I don't understand how it's just like who mentors these people, right? I mean, I guess that's kind of just a human question in general. Like, obviously, I'm very blessed, and I have a lot of people around me that care about me, and if I was doing stupid stuff, I'd be like, hey, like, draw my attention to it. But it's like, out of all the money and all the wealth and influence that you have and all the potential that you have, you can't have a, a voice of reason that's going to, like, be able to direct you and say, like, oh, like, don't do this. And that's obviously, like, you know, the 2% of the league. It's not really a big majority of the league that that struggles with it yeah. but i would say it's two percent that get caught but 50 percent of them are doing it smartly you mm -hmm. know 50 percent of them are waiting until the off season to smoke their blunts and mm -hmm. to get hammered or all the time and like do whatever they do go out and yeah. party and go to drake's out you know do all that type of stuff but now it's like the to dudes the six the dudes with their woes <laughs> and so it's like the dudes who want to do it during the season and throughout the week and they're like I mean the whole thing a couple years ago before OBJ got shipped out and he's on a boat like right before the game yeah right everybody's got Timberlands on and it's like how dumb do you have to fucking be like give me your money bro I'll spend it better than you I'll spend yes. it more wisely yes. I promise I promise and if I was in that position you never know because it's like you do have so much money at your disposal that it's just like, I could do anything. You can do anything in the world, and they, you know, just choose to do it at poor times. Hence, Henry Ruggs. Hence, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, not a, so not a great I, and story I don't know what's on about that because what it was a DUI and he's doing one fifty six out of us. Yeah, one fifty hits the lady in the back and like the car blows up. I don't know if it actually like blew up right away but i mean it killed the woman and the dog right away i'm sure 
and then there was actually more videos that came out like a week later of him on the side of the street and crying and being like what did i do and and all that stuff but i mean dude you blew a, like a 0.16 it yeah. was double the legal limit so you were hammered driving your ferrari or your lamborghini like whatever you were driving and you're doing 150 miles an hour in la like probably not the smartest decision that you could have made or las vegas not yeah, la but las still, vegas like i've never understood like wealthy influential people getting duis because you're telling me that especially a professional athlete like you play for the raiders Are you tell me the raiders don't have people that you can just like i get maybe not wanting to take an uber or lyft or something like that you're telling me you can't call and then have something turn show up and like drive you home. You would think also that there's just like players, which I'm yeah. sure that there is. I'm sure that there there are players that are like, hey, if you need me, like that's what I mean. The whole next day was Marcus Spears and and Kendrick Perkins and everybody that's on ESPN talking about how they had people that were like the designated people to call yeah. if you were in a you know a bad spot. Mm -hmm. And you would think being hammered. And needing to drive home when you're a professional athlete and have a game like in two days, that that would probably be a bad spot. And I know rich dudes probably don't want to Uber because that's broke people, you know, business. But at the same time, it's like, dude, now you're probably facing at least maybe a couple years in jail. Maybe not. Maybe he'll just get I mean, probation listen, and fines for, and stuff. But DUI, he killed someone. DUI when you kill somebody is like It's like manslaughter, basically. It is. I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot. So. And he's, he, I, I don't, now, I don't know, this could be wrong, but he can't be that rich yet. He's, he's been in the league, deal. like, yeah. one year. Yeah. So, he has a couple mil, but it's not, like, he's going to pay for all these lawyers and all these fees, and he's going to pay for all this money just to get out of it, and then he's going to be broke, and he's either going to try to get back in the league and nobody's going to want him, which may not happen because, I mean, Michael Vick, got let back in the league like pretty quick Michael Vick is a different story though Michael Vick is like a generational talent I don't know about Henry Ruggs yeah, true Henry Ruggs did start doing well this season though yeah. I mean he he started doing better at least he was you know he had a couple touchdowns whereas his rookie year when he was supposed to be the guy Liv loves Michael Vick he's her favorite quarterback big yeah. big Michael Vick fan I think I think like Michael Vick was the guy who dogfighting yeah he went to prison for dogfighting oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a good oh, yeah. he's a good guy <laughs> now he seems like a cool guy now yeah, yeah. i mean like he's, he's on well he's from the all the backstories and stuff is like he did that like his whole life like he him, grew up in a culture that that, fought that did dog fighting right yeah. so then he didn't really have i guess i wouldn't say like a way out of it because obviously he had a way out of it probably being really rich and famous he probably was like oh this is what people do this is just yeah let's all go to my mansion now we can have more dogs fight. Yeah. Like, get them all in yeah here. we can just have a big group fight <laughs> We'll just have your your It'll dogs. It'll be like an Avengers movie. Like yeah, your dogs are over here. Yeah. And these are my dogs. They, and they all they just charge. <laughs> but oh gosh, sorry, Peter. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Vick was the one exception. Not a lot of dudes really get the second chance. At least out of jail or prison or you know yeah. whatever. It's pretty much. Can you pass this drug test? Okay, good. You can be back in the league as long as you're not like you know. You didn't kill somebody or you didn't, which Henry Ruggs did. Yeah. So I guess that doesn't really help his case. But yeah. here's my thing, too, with not just like, you know. Or Ray Lewis, my bad. True. Ray Lewis. Yeah, well, Ray yeah, Lewis Ray also Lewis. animal. He beat the case, though. He beat the case. <laughs> Pray Lewis. Pray Lewis. <laughs> but 
and this is something people don't talk about a lot either not just the drug side of it where it's you know like drinking or weed or whatever but um which for the record i don't think that they should test for weed because it's like legal everywhere and who cares it's not a it's not a ped you know what i mean you're not like suddenly uh, an athletic god because you smoked a blunt they stopped doing it in the nba exactly yeah i stopped and, testing for in mma weed. at least i think in nevada where like the majority of the fights happen for the ufc's in vegas so i think in nevada i don't think they do it anymore maybe california too but beside the point i think that um have you ever watched the documentary on netflix icarus have you ever watched that i've heard of it i have not so i have not tapped into that it. one deals um all with it's actually the russian olympic um like blood doping steroid scandal which i think was in the sochi olympics in like 16 but it, it's all about you know drug tests and like cheating drug tests in particular and like how to that, cheat them yeah so like the russian the russian state had a system put in place of doctors who both designed the testing protocols but also would dope up all their athletes to compete um and it was really just highlighting the fact that like there's a giant stigma around the notion of steroids right like you don't take like baseball and steroids and you know, like we don't like it when our athletes take steroids blah blah, blah 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 and um and like fair enough and, and i understand why and i don't think that taking peds is a good thing primarily because if you allow everybody to take peds it basically means to compete you also have to take peds um which can be detrimental to your health long term and like you don't want to do that right but you look at you look at the dudes, especially in the NFL, and definitely the NBA too, and the physiques that they possess, and me being somebody who, you know, exercises and has been around gyms and, like, understands what human beings look like, and also what human beings on steroids look like, everybody's on steroids. You know what I'm saying? Like, At least I, in the off-season. At least in the off-season, <laughs> like, everybody's on steroids. So it's, it's just a matter of testing, understanding when the testing is, understanding how to beat the testing. Because if you see a human being that looks like Superman... That's probably not probably not natural. Real. Like right. you're not natty. When you have shoulders that are like the size of basketballs, you're yeah, not... we're talking about you, Miles Garrett. I mean, honestly, God, we know you listen to the podcast. Honestly, yeah. I, we know you're listening, Miles Garrett. <laughs> but like, when you see people like that that are just yoked, like unbelievably jacked, you're probably not just like going home and doing curls. You're doing curls with assistance. Like that's what you're doing. Uh, so the longest time that I've ever worked out for like four days or more mm-hmm. per week in a row was like a year and a half to two years which i feel like should be which was like in my early like i was probably like 20 like almost like fresh out of high school um i i was going to the gym four to five times a week for like two years bro you don't see results like that you really don't it it could be just like a genetic thing and you know i did end up getting so much you know i did end up getting stronger and there was a lot of like benefits that you can physically see but with these dudes it's like i i mean they could just have like the top notch they know when to take the pills you know there's like animal pack and Mm -hmm. for normal people i don't know what they take but like there's the right protein and they eat perfectly and so it's like it can happen but even in basketball like they don't really preach stuff like that you know it's more of like the dudes who don't lift that are better i mean there's a famous ai quote that was he said they asked him like did you lift uh during your time in in the league and he was like no that shit was too heavy yeah so it's like if you have talent like you don't really need to to be going crazy and you know you just have to like keep it up 
Yeah. You don't necessarily have to get bigger and bigger and bigger every year. So those dudes that you do see like that kind of raise an eyebrow a little bit. Well, like, look at the dude, and obviously the people I'm about to list are just, they are freaks, but I'm going to challenge the notion that they can be as freakish as they are without assistance. So, like, you look at a guy like Aaron Donald, right? Aaron Donald is six foot tall, and he's 290 pounds of just absolute American, American steel. Like just like, is, right? what are they, I like think no his body, body fat leaked, and it was like four and a half percent. So I'm again. I'm not saying that he is, but I'm saying that there definitely is a there's definitely a world where Aaron Donald is on juice because yeah. just to be that way. I mean, I'm six foot tall. Me, yeah. me at like that's what I'm saying. Like eighty more pounds. Me at, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like me being that big mm-hmm. and it's all muscle. Like I'm sorry, just that doesn't really exist. Miles Garrett, like the whole thing. Obviously, he got tested and he came back clean, whatever else. But I'm saying like that dude's never once in his life taken any sort of PED. And, again, that comes with being smart about when yeah. you do it. Right? And you have a team of doctors that assist you, and they, like, know how to. And, and here's the thing, too. The drugs are always ahead of the test because you have to be aware that the drugs exist to even develop a test to test it. Right. right, right, right. So, like, there's always new things coming out. So they're probably just on something that they haven't even got to yet. Uh, and Dominican Sue. And Dominican Sue's arms are the size of two of my legs. He, it, To be fair, though, even coming out of Nebraska, he was pretty. He was probably doing yeah, he was. I was gonna say he he was pretty damn big coming out of Nebraska. Yeah. I mean that dude just like gets up into like two guys' shoulders, literally double teaming him, and just walks yeah, them back, just holds him around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and Dominican Sue, to be fair, was like the original Aaron Donald. Yeah, he was. He was kind of the original. Like, you can't double team him. You just kind of got to pray and run the other way. Yeah. Like, you got to pray he doesn't split the double team and instantly tackle you or instantly sack you. Now he's not. He didn't have quite as long of a run as Aaron Donald is having because Aaron Donald is in my opinion, the best defensive player that's literally ever lived. He and, had a minimum for me is the best defensive lineman that's ever lived. So, I mean, yeah, you can take into account, like, I think you can't even, because I don't think safeties, I don't think corners, like, they don't play as big of a role as the D-line. Yeah, maybe linebackers. Like, maybe linebackers, maybe, but sacks are what, you know, yeah. kind of changes the game. Especially and if you the can, NFL. Yeah. If you can hold the line so there's no run game, then everything else is much easier yeah so i think defensive linemen and maybe you know everybody will argue lawrence taylor and you know reggie white or or whoever but if you ever just flip on a rams game and they're on defense the only person you really see is aaron donald and he is going to work i mean there's a picture that went viral on every single play every play and there was a picture that went viral like two or three weeks ago i can't remember who they were playing but there was Four dudes blocking him. Mm-hmm. There was the tight end, the the tackle, the and the guard, mm-hmm. and they were all trying to guard him. And obviously, you know, that's going to prevent your ability to get through because yeah. there's 600 pounds against 200, or well, way more than 600, probably yeah. like 900 pounds. And so that obviously is the only thing that limits him. Whereas nice. Lawrence Taylor, this man does a line of coke before the game yeah. and then goes berserk on the D line and is beating up these dudes that are, you know, 240 because back then the game was a, a little bit different. I mean, the linemen were not quite 6'8", 320 pounds everywhere. Oh, different, different thing, yeah. That reminds me, when you just saw him do a line of coke in the water boy when it's like his, you know, when Bobby Boucher goes to his camp and he's like, like LTs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he does the whole speech. like he Oh, yeah. Speech. And then after Bobby Boucher's done, he's like, hmm. And that brings me to my next point. Don't do crack. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> Maybe oh, the man. funniest moment oh, of that whole movie. Yeah. Well, in, in the, but to go back to Aaron Donald too, it's like guys like Adamic and Sue are, it's obviously just, it's straight bull rush. It's just like, yeah. I'm running through you on every play, which Aaron Donald can do that. But he has moves. He has insane. He's so quick. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he just slips through. Like he can, he's like, I can either run you over or I can just swim past and I can mm. split the double team and then go make a tackle. And then I can chase the play down from the backside. Yeah, yeah. I run a four six also. Ugh. So sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna chase down your running back. Uh, there was a couple weeks ago when we played the Rams, or two weeks ago. Him and uh, Penny Sewell, mm-hmm. they're like getting into it. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I I respect the kid because yeah. fuck that. Yeah, like, I would hey, never hey, even Russell. come close to saying anything foul to Aaron Donald or anything. I would stay away from him as much as possible. Yeah, I can't remember whose podcast that was, but like there's a YouTube clip where it's him and DK Metcalf on like some guy's like pod or YouTube show. I'm pretty sure it's it's uh it's, it's part of my school. take. It's probably that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's part of my take because yeah. they did a couple episodes together. Yeah, well, and um obviously DK is also a freak inject and definitely not on steroids. Definitely not. Wait. But um <sighs> I can't remember whatever he says, like he benches or something like that. But then Aaron Donald's like, oh, I bench like 500. And yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he squats sense. like 700 and benches. <laughs> there was the video last summer that went around that he, he was doing drills with knives. Like his trainer had knives. And then he was doing the work like this to prevent him from stabbing him, obviously. But so he worked on like swim moves mm-hmm. that way. It was like, all right, well, if he hits me, then I'm going to get cut. So he did these workouts. It's like, dude, are you insane? Mm-hmm. So to me, watching him, I've never seen anybody that stands out more than him, I no. guess. Like, I, I wasn't around for LT, so I don't really know. And the last like crazy D lineman that I can even vaguely remember is like, when Von Miller had his little run, mm-hmm. when JJ Watt now had they're his, on the same team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay, but I saw last night, um, or when did the Rams and the yeah that was Monday. Night. Mm, yeah, it was Monday. Well, was it Monday night? Monday yeah, or Sunday yeah, it was night? Monday, one yeah, of the, the two. Niners, yeah. And uh, George Kittle put him on his ass bad. Well, also George Kittle's an animal. Well, yeah, George Kittle. George it's Kittle's but, one of those dudes is just like, like. That's embarrassing, though, for a D lineman True. to get body bagged by True. a white tight end. <laughs> Still a tight end. Still a tight end. Now, dude, I saw. I can't remember if it was an NFL game or if it was a college game, but there was some receiver that came in and chipped like a like a prominent defensive end and lit him up. Really? Like, like yeah, I, I wish I could remember who it was. I think it was an NFL. It was it was somebody in mm-hmm. the NFL that's like a prominent DN, and they got rocked. Sometimes those bastards will get you. Yeah. They they look small, so you kind of just like don't expect anything from it, and then you just get smoked. It's like Juju Smith-Schuster, Vontez Perfect, like that thing. That is when I was like, dang, maybe I do like Juju. Yeah. And then this past year, TikTok. like I actually started to like Juju after he he, he smoked him, and then he he just stood over mm-hmm. his dead body. <laughs> and then last year he's doing all these TikToks and listen, phase Juju. It is just kind of, you know, I just don't swing. I don't know. I don't know how to really explain it without being a little a little too In- edgy. Uh, but like that stuff is just not for me. I yeah. hate the TikTok shit. I hate the even Debo's 
celebration in the end zone yesterday, I was like, dude, what the hell was that? I didn't even see he, that, he, he caught the touchdown. He laid on the ground. He did like, it was like the juju thing. He like oh. laid on the ground on his stomach and then he started doing this with his legs. And I was like, <laughs> what? What is that? Like, what? Okay. It's just a little too... As long too... as he keeps doing what he's doing, he can dance as much as he wants. Yeah, me. I guess that's fair. I mean, yeah. Debo has been going absolutely insane. He, I figured at this point he would have been, like, turned into a running back. But they're like, why don't we just use him in both? He's, like, souped up Cordero Patterson. Or, like, what Cordero Patterson, like, should have been. Yeah, he's like, like a, when he he's first like a stockier Cordero Patterson. Yeah, he's stockier yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, but like, he, the touchdown that Debo had last night, it was, like, first We had all, two. Well, he had two, but the, the one that he caught was, like, yeah. fourth and five or something mm-hmm. like that. First of all, Jalen Rams is on him, but he just, like, hit a cut, put his foot in the ground, got the pass, and just burst. And mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. At the end of the game, he uh, he walked out and was like doing the broom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, dang, uh-huh. you're getting cocky. A little cocky, really, yeah. But still, I think that they just need to suck it up and and put in Trey Lance, even though the like they keep winning. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo, like he just he doesn't have the it factor. I guess he's a game manager. He's a game man. He's like a little bit better than that. I think um, in terms because he does put up some numbers I mean, occasionally. He's like, he's like Kirk Cousins. Jimmy Garoppolo's basically Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I think Kirk's a little better, but they are basically, they're cut from the same cloth. They're pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to like getting ready to say something. Like I, I was, <laughs> and, and then I kind of lost. I have to pee. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I, I have to pee. So, yeah. Well, do you want to wrap or do you want to pause it? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I don't know. It's about like an hour and a half. Do you have more topics you want to cover? Mm, I mean, I feel like we've just been freestyling this whole time. We have. It's kind of been going for Yeah, we've kind of just really been talking it. this whole time. I've been really enjoying it, though. <laughs> um, I am down to talk more if I can just take a leak real yeah, quick. Yeah, go for it. I, mean, I feel like all those dudes have cannon arms. Have you seen uh, Eternals yet? No, they're good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like the greatest movie, no. like greatest Marvel well, movie. Well, Lindsay's really into Marvel. Yeah, yeah. It kind of set it up, though, for more. Yeah. Well, they got to find, like, the new thing post, like, Iron Man, Thor, or something, mm-hmm. like, all that. They got to do, like, the next one. Yeah, they have to Marvel. find the next one, which, it's oh. fine, like, Angelina Jolie kind of just is there the whole time, and then, um, who else is in it? Pretty much, okay, not, like, huge names, I guess. I recognize the faces, but you're right, from Yeah, I'm remember, trying to remember, remember who it even is. Well, Nobody that crazy, I don't know. It, it was alright, it was halfway decent. It it definitely led like there's more stories to come from it, so they did a good job doing that. But there wasn't a whole lot of like action scenes, and there wasn't like one big like remarkable fight, you know, to like kind of look back on. Do you watch Narcos? I tried to watch Narcos. Subtitles? Um, No, I mean shit. I watched the whole Squid Games with titles with uh, subtitles on. Uh, but I also watched the American version of Squid Games with uh, the subtitles because the subtitles were like way more in depth than the actual, like what they were saying. Like dubbing it, yeah. Well, yeah. The dubbed over version just made them all sound stupid. Like That's all, what this I heard. just made them all sound really dumb. Yeah. And so it was like, all right, I have to see if they're saying something else because their mouth was like moving way more than what <laughs> they're actually saying. So. Which Hello. I know in like some languages, to be fair, it's like you have to speak a whole paragraph to say like three words. But um, Narcos, though, I guess it just didn't hook me in the first. Like if I watched three episodes of a TV show, 
and it doesn't hook me, then I'm kind of like, yeah, all right, everybody loves it and ran some raves about Same thing with Game of Thrones. Never seen it. I've never seen it. I watched the first couple episodes and I didn't like it. I just yeah. am not a fan of like super slow. Like movies obviously start out usually pretty fast and then they slow down a little bit okay. and then pick back up in the middle and then slow down, you know? Oh. Not so much with Narcos. I felt like it just took a little too long for it to like get going yeah. it's, and it's so, a lot more story than it is like action right 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 which there's like narcos mexico now right that's what i was gonna say so yeah so there's the original narcos which is like all about escobar mm. which that's you know in colombia and stuff and then there's narcos mexico so the narcos in mexico the like a couple days ago the most recent season came out which i haven't watched it i need mm -hmm. to see it but i i love like cartel stuff mob stuff like crime type things i really enjoy those stuff that like you know you'll never be able to do, but you're can't like, that would be really fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not I fun. Wish, I wish I could sling coke. <laughs> 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 uh, the last TV show that I actually finished was uh, You. Mm, how was that? I, that? I was gonna say Liv really enjoyed that. So You was good. You was good. Um, I would argue maybe the best season that they've had so far. Uh, I'm guessing you have not seen it. I've not seen it. I've not. I have know, you seen any of it? I know like it? what it is, roughly. But have yeah. you seen like any of the seasons? Mm -hmm. No. I think that that's a show to watch. I. It has a pretty good storyline, and there's like a lot of. I mean, you would not think that there's as much killing, but there's. I mean, in season three. Season three, it's like every other person that you meet is getting killed. It's yeah. it's seriously like it's it's big time. Well, Are you main, watching? Isn't it? the main dude a serial killer? Is that what he is? Yeah. He, yeah. It, it's like Dexter, but newer. And he right, and he even kind of looks like Dexter a little That's bit. Fair. That's He's fair. not quite as cool as Dexter because this dude's pretty weird and hangs out in the library every day. But still, well, she and I have been working on The Office because I've seen all The Office, and I feel like. That's something that she I think I'm an see, office so. hater. To be honest, it's possible. Listen, and I listen. It's, I'm an it's office a, hater. Grace, what is it? It's Chug. Yeah, it's Chug. What does that mean? It's like cringy, like everybody does it. That's a new word. Yeah. Chug. Chug. Or chugi. Chugi. What's the what's the what's the urban dictionary definition? You want me to look it up? I would like okay. you to. Chugi. I don't know if I can bring myself to ever say that, but to be fair. This is why I have her. She's on like the, the new cool kid trends. Right. I don't know yeah, about. the eighteen year old. Really? She's yeah. she's there. It yeah. says the opposite of trendy. Mm. So I, okay, I guess that's cringe-ish. I see the way that I interpreted that would be like everyone's doing it, so it's lame. Agreed. I, I think that that's that's how I interpreted it. Yeah, so that's yeah. at least that's how I'm using the word chug. Okay. But which so again, a little bit on the chug side, but I it makes it's my comfort show. It makes me feel. It warm sounds inside. too much like Jude, your brother. Chug, Jude, chug. yeah. Chug. Jude is chug. <laughs> Jude's sixteen tomorrow. Ooh. But um, big sixteen. But so we're doing that, and then I. I might be just mansplaining this, but I was thinking after that that we would watch Yellowstone because I want to watch Yellowstone. I have not seen Yellowstone, but not seen that either. Yeah, that's on P. I think that's on Peacock. I think it is, but Do it's you like have Kevin Peacock? Costner. So Peacock is free outside of a couple of things that are like premium if you want to pay for it. I did not know Peacock was free. Yeah, so Might I think it's the, first, it's the first like five seasons of The Office is free. I don't know if Yellowstone is free, but they have a bunch of stuff that's just you can download it and just make an account and go for it. So the office to me was kind of chug. Mm -hmm. 
it was like if we're being honest yeah. it was it's kind of chuggy yep. it's a little chug a little bit. i think i remember watching the first episode and being like holy shit this is hilarious yeah. and then making it through the first season and being like dude i can't stand how awkward this shit is no, like so here's the thing that's the point i get yeah. it that's the point but, but i love that awkward like i'm dying inside humor. Like, uh, that makes me happy i get like secondhand embarrassment though so i'm yeah. like damn these Dude, I yeah. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the first episode's like the the racial one, right? It's yeah. Like yeah. the the testing or whatever it is. Yeah. And so that one was, I mean, we that was Chris Rock bit. That, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but then after that, I I think I like um, Parks and Rec more, which everybody compares like Parks and Rec and Very Office and yep. like Arrested Development, which I'm not a huge fan of. I've actually never seen Arrested Development. Not. Do you, do you like bad. Brooklyn Nine Nine? Brooklyn Nine Nine is pretty good. I I did watch like the first season of that, but it was more of like a show that I would turn on before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily like Heard. something that I would watch on the yeah. daily or like want to binge. I can really only binge like it has to be a new. Sh- I can't be like, all right, I'm gonna binge all 30 uh, seasons of The Sopranos, yeah. which is like it's probably worth which it. I've never seen this, but I can't. I need to, but I've never seen. The I've never seen it either. Yeah. I've never seen it. It. I mean, it's apparently the best show ever so i feel like i need to I see think it at the time people were really high on it but i think if you probably compare the sopranos to like the stuff that's now probably here's less. the thing i know the ending i know the ending i don't yeah I, good. I do that's so why, it's like that's why i can't watch lost it's not what the end of i know what the end oh, of see, lost i don't is. know the end of okay lost. well there we go now we're even <sighs> the internet is just a, a shithole of a place especially for spoilers people don't give a they don't care your now girlfriend it's, it's only been 10 years spoils <laughs> movies that she's going to go see and that bothers me to my core. I hope she hears this because she watched she watched the ending of Avengers Endgame the day she was going to see the movie. And yeah. was like, I already know what happened. So I'm like, why? Why did you do that? So if I suggest a show, she'll like read all about it first and be like, no, I don't, I don't want to. That's why I literally can't stand. I, I just can't even watch a show with her. I can't watch. I can't sit t- <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can see that. I, can see I can't that. sit down and watch a show or do like I just can't because she she'll read about it. She knows everything that's happened. She won't pay attention. And personally, if I'm gonna watch a show, I like either have to lock in or not. I, like I have to turn on something else. Yeah. It's either put my phone down and just sweat it out for the two hours that I want to watch TV, mm-hmm. or. I put on a sitcom and just like hang look out and just don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Right. And look at my phone or watch yep. videos or whatever. Yep. Those are the only two times. I, that's the only way I can watch TV. Either lock the hell in or just on my phone. Not to make this uh, a Lindsay bash, but I, no, 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 please keep going. Yeah. Your girlfriend who I must say I like, like I like Lindsay. I've right. worked together and like, I like Lindsay. She's like the ultimate hater. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, I'm starting to realize it. that lately. But like, I love it. Like she, anytime <laughs> I have an opinion on something, she usually comes and is like, oh, I hated that. Yeah. And it like makes me happy <laughs> in my soul that she's against it because she's like against almost everything. And then when I find the things that she likes, I like to make fun of her for liking the things she likes. So yeah, those are very minuscule. Like there's not a lot of things that she's like super high on. And if yeah. they are, it's always like not cool shit (laughs) like she's like oh i'm so excited to go see this charlie xcx and i'm like who who the fuck is charlie xcx and so it turns into this like almost i'm so against being hipster Mm. that it's like you are the hipster yeah it's just like it's annoying to a point where (laughs) 
It's like, just like stuff that, that, like, even if everybody likes it, it's okay to like what other people like. You don't have to just be like, everything's shit. Like, <laughs> I, I only like the underground bands. I listen to The National and, like, all these bands that, like, nobody knows. I know that one song that The National has. Yeah, I mean, they got a couple good songs. I'm not going to say they're that bad, but... Yeah, uh, big time anti... Anti, uh, anti-chook. 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 Yeah, she's definitely anti-chook. The ultimate anti-chook. Or she is chook. What was chook again? It's the not trendy. The trendy. So maybe yeah. Lindsay... So she is chook. But our definition, she's the anti-chook. Yeah, okay, yeah. yes. Agreed. Yeah, that sounds about right. I hope to God you show her this. I hope she hears that. I don't. <laughs> I don't think she will. Personally. Personally, at, at least at this moment... Um, you know, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff. Is there some uh, but, uh, some uh, waves uh, being made? We got some white caps rolling over the horizon. <laughs> Maybe like a little, but nothing crazy. <laughs> hey, don't look at me like that. Nothing too okay. crazy. We, just, we, we won't. We won't. Spill we'll turn any this into beans. a relationship. Yeah, we won't spill any beans on on the. Pod. It's just a little. It's a little rocky, rocky road right now. Rocky nothing. Road. Nothing crazy, but. Why is it that every time I hear Rocky Road, I think about the guy from the Goonies saying Rocky Road? All I think about is ice cream. Well, I mean, yeah, but like I hear him say it in my head. I haven't seen the Goonies, although Brian is the Goonies. He is the Goonie. Brian is the Goonie. Yeah, it's a very fun '80s kind of like kids. See movie. now, my uh, here's where I draw the line. Anything before like 19, basically when I was born, so like 95, I'm kind of like anti. I'm I'm chug on anything before I'm um, anything before 95. I love that this is now. I feel like this is going to be Cody's word, and I appreciate it. Really, anything before '95, okay. Uh, unless it's like big, big time. You know what I mean? Like, uh, big, like I've seen time. Back to the Future and like mm-hmm. some okay. shit like that. But Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, I've not seen. I've seen like as many clips as you can imagine of that, but I haven't actually watched. The I am movie. that way though. I've uh, of the Jaws, I, yeah, like stuff like that. I've seen that. But, like they have to be like classics though. So, of the things, whether it be movies or shows that I haven't seen, I feel like I've seen them through clips. Right. I feel like I know. Right. Like, oh, yeah, I've it. seen enough to where I'm like, all right, I get the gist. Yeah, like, especially yes. Dirty Dancing. Like, I'm, uh-huh. I don't need to watch that. They don't shower and they're dancing. Like, and they're, yeah, and it's, right. and it's what's-his-face. John Travolta. Just okay. bopping around. Nope, it's Patrick Swayze. Oh, my I bad. I draw the line there. It's not <laughs> John Travolta. <laughs> Who's John Travolta? What dancing uh, movie is he in? Oh, he's in uh, Greece. Oh, Greece. Greece. My bad. Is yeah. that pre-95 or no? That's in like the yes. 60s. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The 60s? Yeah. This, what was it? What's Greece? The 60s, 70s? Hold on, let me pull this. What? Yeah. How old 70s? is... Old. He's Who's old. that old? Yeah. All right, my bad. <laughs> That's what she's named after, Olivia Newton-John. Kevin Bacon. Hold on. Oh, 1978. Okay, I was totally off. So that's not like... Good call. Good call. That is our parents' birth year. Who was birthed in 78? My parents. Both of them? Yep. Wow, your parents are the same age? Yep. That's kind of crazy. Like two weeks apart, yeah. Wow. Two weeks. It's meant to be. Yeah, so anything pre-95, I'm kind of like out on, really. It's got to be like a sacred classic that like needs like titanic or some shit like, that I've was 97 that. all right well <laughs> how do you know that off the top of your head he's <laughs> like well actually sir that was it might be there's might no be way either. what's his face is like 16 in that 97 <laughs> yeah i was gonna say leo was like super young in that um 
Okay, so I will stop naming movies due to the fact that I don't have the specific okay. dates down. It's okay. Uh, but, yeah, so any of the old movies I, I'm really out on. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I See, I'm a little bit the opposite. I tend to like the older things and hate the newer things. So I'm, I'm like a... Mainly, I would keep it from like 98 to like 2008. That would be like what I consider Life like prime comedy, prime comedy, uh, good action movies, which action movies now are a little bit better, but mm. just because of technology. But um, I, I do think that the acting and stuff is kind of cool to see from like super duper old. Like my dad watches like the Andy Griffith show, mm. like something from like the yeah. 60s where it's like, OK, this, like I can kind of get down with that. But now... Our mom watches uh, Turner Classic Movies, so TCM, which is all the black and white stuff. Sure. So they all, um, like Ted Turner, who, he's the guy that founded CNN, he mm. um, consolidated all those old movies that were basically just film rotting in, like, you know, backlot movies, because nobody really cared to see them anymore. Um, but he, like, consolidated them all, put them all, like, made them digital, and then he just, like, runs them. Like, he essentially saved all the older movies. Like, he bought them all up, and then really? he just runs them. Yeah, so it's kind of cool, like, to see some of those older, like... From like the 30s and 40s, and you get to like go back in time and see like how people lived and dressed and were. And I do kind of like that. It's either got to be way long, mm-hmm. uh, like a super long time ago, or like new-ish. Have you I ever guess. seen "It's a Wonderful Life," the Christmas movie? Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. It's with Jimmy Stewart. I don't even know who that it's, is. It's an old actor, but it's like. <laughs> it makes like me get teary-eyed when I watch this, especially on Christmas, because it's all about this guy who is... Well, what year? What year? Like, what year? I need a year. 40s. Come on, you guys know. It's got to be the 40s. Okay, the 40s. Late 30s or the 40s. All right, yeah. I'm, I, but Have you guys seen Halloween Town? Ew. Yeah, how Liv about that? Halloween Town. She didn't <laughs> like it. I know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. Um, hold on, let me see. It's a wonderful life. 1946. It's a wonderful life. Let me see what this guy looks like. Maybe I've seen him at least. Well, that's the IMDb. He's the first guy. I mean, every dude from this era <laughs> had the same headshot. Apparently, Liv's grandpa used to look just like um, Clark, Gable. Clark Gable, who's the guy from oh, yeah, Gone super. with the Wind. He's also who? The guy, have you ever seen... Well, if you haven't seen this, A Wonderful Life, you probably haven't seen Gone with the Wind. Have heard of it, have not seen it. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> it is an extremely <laughs> long movie. Uh, my attention span is about two and a half hours. They have a built-in intermission, like in the movie, like film. Literally, like take a break. <laughs> Come on, walk back. around. <laughs> That's like uh, I never watched The Irishman mm. on Netflix. I didn't watch either. Heard it was insanely long. But because it's like three and a half hours, but everybody like ranted and raved about yeah. it because it's like I also heard that basically nothing happened in the movie. See, I have no idea. I didn't. I tried not to look at any spoilers or anything, just because I did want to watch it, um, and because it's like supposedly very similar to like Goodfellas and stuff. Like I've seen that. I've seen Goodfellas. Like Goodfellas. Casino. Casino. Like. I've seen. Okay, so those ones I like. I have seen. Yeah. Those are pre ninety five. I think. Quality. Yeah. There. I think. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I love Casino. Casino might be my favorite mob movie. I really enjoy that. I also like Vegas stuff, so that's probably why I like it. But um, I love that Joe Pesci in those older movies is like the enforcer, but he's yeah. five. He's like five he's like two. two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's um, the guy that everybody's terrified of. 
so I've seen Goodfellas more recently, so I'm kind of on that. Like, but Casino is is super good too. They basically have like the same. It's like cast. same people, yeah. And that was the same thing with the Irishman. It's like it's the same cast from from back then too. So well, I think those are all Scorsese. Like he's the director, so I think that's kind of why they're all like mm-hmm. roughly the same people. I want to look up. I, I also like the 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 dudes who do movies together, like the crews, mm-hmm. like the Adam yep. Sandler crew, and everybody has their little crew. I'd say the Adam Sandler crew is probably the best, but still. Have you ever seen um, The let's Color just, of Money? Let's, with Tom l- let's list movies that I haven't seen. Yeah, this, this um, podcast off the rails, and I love it. Let's go. We were talking about sports, and now we're talking about movies. Color of the Color, color of the, who? the Color of Money with Tom Cruise and Paul Newman. I'm not a big that. fan of Tom Cruise. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's, I think um, Mission Impossible is fine, but that's fair. Have you ever seen Minority Report with Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise movies that I've seen. Go. None. That's what I was going to say. Does that mean that you're going to listen? <laughs> um, okay. Okay. I've um, seen uh, Mission Impossible. Like, the Have you seen the old one? Star Wars? The old Star Wars movies? I have seen old Star Wars movies. Um, Indiana Jones? I haven't seen the super old Indiana Jones. No. I think the first no. Indiana Jones that I saw was like the uh, like 2003-ish or something like that. Like somewhere around. Like the most recent with Shia LaBeouf, that one? No, not even that one. No? Uh, I mean, wasn't there one in like the early 2000s? So that one was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is with Shia LaBeouf. Like, it, like Harrison that was Ford's early two thousands. I thought it's that was. Like I thought mid, the Shia LaBeouf was like. T- it's probably mid two thousand ten. I'm gonna guess two thousand eight. Okay, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Let me look it up. Kingdom. To me. Of, hold on. Crystal. Oh my gosh! Am I a genius, or am I just like have super? Can you look up? Oh, I own that one. IMDb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. can you look up all Indiana Jones movies and tell me if there was one like. 2001 ish. So let me see. We've got. Because um, maybe it was that one. I feel like it wasn't. It was, but, yeah. Or so, I saw like the 90s one. Maybe. So there's four total. There's um, Temple of Doom, which is actually the second one, which is 1984. Um, Last Crusade is 1989. And then. Um, 2008 was the next one. 2008 was the next one, yeah. Damn, man. So, okay, maybe I have seen the old ones then because I know that it was before 2008 because it was I was, like, getting babysat when I was... It was, like, 2002-ish, I would say, have when I saw seen, this movie, so it must have been... Have you ever seen Blade Runner with Harrison Ford? I've seen the new one. The I new was, one's good. I haven't seen the old one. Did you one. like the new one? The new one was good. It was also super long. But. It, it also, de- yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. Definitely long, but, like, I really enjoy the new one. I thought Ryan Gosling was, like, yeah. awesome in it. Ryan Gosling is... I think he's a good actor. I mean, he's a great actor. I lot, think he kind of he sometimes falls in a category of like, like I'm just hot. Yeah, yeah. But objectively, a great. Here's actor. uh here's like the most insane thing that has maybe happened in like five years uh, that just happened or got announced last week is that Paul Rudd is allegedly the sexiest man alive. Did you two see this? Yeah, I disagree. That's a big yeah. no for me, dog. <laughs> Listen, I Paul love Rudd. I wouldn't even be like, damn, he's hot. Like I, you know, I dibble dabble. He, he's not even that. Him. They definitely gave it to him because he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a yeah, right. It was the year of the nice guy. Yep. You're right. You know what? He handled the pandemic very well. Because if we're being he, real, it's Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. He's he's too on brand with like The Rock though, who like keeps winning it or not keeps winning. But, you know, listen, Jason he's had hotter than The Rock. Well, The Rock is also like fifty. Fair. To be fair. Fair. And still looks like, I mean, 
cock diesel of them all. That's fair. Okay, hold on. So for both of you, sexiest man alive. Three. I, I, let me give me your, like three of the sexiest man alive for each of you. Really three think of. about it. Uh, Jason Momoa, Ryan Reynolds. Um, Reynolds is also on my list. Uh, Liam or Chris Hemsworth. Okay, so so Liv's got both of the Hemsworth boys plus Jason Momoa plus Ryan Reynolds. Grace kill. So a Hemsworth for Grace. Hemsworth is hot. Hemsworth. Is, wait, which one? The the Thor. Let's just say both. Let's just say both. Yeah, they both look pretty much the same. Grace doesn't like anyone. Good job, Grace. Oh my God, she's got years down. Fair enough. Okay, that's yeah. All right. How about enough. a Swayze? Swayze, no Swayze. Ghost Swayze. Okay, and a Swayze. Okay. I think Ryan Reynolds makes my top three. I could see that. Liv apparently did some TikTok trying with me yesterday where she wanted me to say how hot Ron oh, Reynolds yeah, was. Oh, see if I was gay. gay. Apparently oh, not gay. Oh, did you say 10? I said 9, and I said 10, yeah. 10 with a sarcasm. I wouldn't have even said that. I don't find Ryan Reynolds that attractive for some reason. That's fair. Neither does Mom. Mom says it's because of the forehead. Doesn't like the forehead. I think that his wife is more attractive than him. Mm. You're not a big Blake Lively fan? I think she's fine. Blake Lively's, I mean, she's pretty hot. I think Blake Lively though is below is like one tier below like Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. I would have put I would have put Lively above Jessica. Really, Blake but Lively if we're being to real, okay. Megan Fox is above both. If we're going, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, even with the MGK, even with MGK, yeah. but uh, in the show, what, what what's the show uh, with Blake Lively? The oh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? No, 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 no. Gossip Girls. Gossip Girl? Is it Gossip Girls? Yeah, yeah. Or is it with uh, What's-His-Face from... Um... Is it where they're in New York and they're all snotty? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Gossip, Gossip Girls. Girls. So I think that the other chick... Now, this just may be personality-wise, but I think the, the other chick was hotter. The really? brunette chick. Blake Lively is like a very... Like, she's... She is super hot, but at the same time, sometimes men like a eh, sassy woman. You know, I'm I'm into mean. the sass. Yeah. I'm definitely. I think. Uh, do you guys think Michael B. Jordan's hot? Mm. You like a little chocolate a little in your bit life? Of that milk chocolate in I your guess life? I'm just not attracted to anyone. <laughs> I think Michael B. Jordan's hot, dude. Grace needs someone like 50 and older. Yep. Yeah, probably. A seasoned old man, a yeah. silver fox. Just wait, like George just, just wait like four yeah. more years and they'll be they'll be hitting you up. Once you go to the bar, they'll be yeah. they'll be chilling there waiting for you. Yeah, tell me you start waiting tables, there'll be no shortage, <laughs> yeah. there'll be no shortage of old men that want to marry you. That's my, my dream. You can yeah. go to uh, I think I think it's seeking.com. You can find yourself a sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hey honey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you need to get on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make us some mm-hmm. extra cash. We need it. We need it. Thirty-four thousand. Oh yeah. Eight semesters. Wait, is that um, actual med school or is it Ooh. doctor or is it like vet med school? Is like, it, is there a is difference? It, I'm actually thing? asking. Like, is yeah, there a difference? You go to medical school if you want to treat a human. You go to right. Veterinary, but they are the same level of degree. They are they the same like uh, cost? Relatively. Relative. But like, if a person keeled over and was dying, could you save them? I mean, I negative. If I needed to have. If body. you were at Astro World, how many people could you have saved? <laughs> None of that's chaos. I'd be just dipping out. Out of the way. <laughs> Astro World was nuts. I don't know if you saw stuff about that. I saw it in the news, yeah. I saw videos. I got a video. So here's the thing. So was it literally just people getting like run over or people just getting curbed? So initially, it said that this was the day before the concert. 
it said that there was 100k sold out yada yada and then all the shit happens and they were like there was only 50k people there so it kind of was like how many people were actually there like was it 100k or because that's a big i mean double of what you're saying and so there just wasn't enough room at this venue so it's just everybody packed in trying to not be crushed and so um there was a bunch of videos that were going viral of kids having to uh like get cpr and um like literally just kids just dead having seizures there's ambulances in the middle of the crowd like travis scott doesn't stop the concert whatsoever who did i send this video to i gotta find it real quick um but it was i mean there was one kid who got carried out and he just like kept the kept the show going like like they drove an ambulance into the crowd there was an ambulance in the crowd but then assholes literally climbed up onto it and we're like dancing and shit on it. So they didn't even make it to the person that they were trying to pick up. And uh, people are trying to say like conspiracy theories about like how uh, Travis Scott is like evil and he's demonic and all this different but also, shit. But like, like, dude, if you see an ambulance trying to get into the crowd of your show, maybe let's pump the bricks for a second. Yeah, well, and here's the thing is that he was standing up on this like pedestal. So he wasn't even just at like crowd level. It was more so... Like, he could see everything. And then Kylie Jenner posts a picture on Instagram for her story, and there's the ambulance in the story. And then afterwards, after everything had happened, she tried to say that they didn't know and they didn't see anything that was happening. Oh, was Kylie Jenner his baby mama? Yeah, Kylie Jenner's baby mama. So um, they posted that, and then he posted, like, this fake apology and... Like, he never even actually said, like, I'm sorry or anything like that. And uh, so it was just a huge, huge ship. And now, granted, I'm sure a lot of those kids were on drugs, like, a lot of drugs. Yeah. But at the same time, Woodstock had, like, 300,000 people, and there was only, like, three deaths. And then this only has 50 to 100K, who knows, 50 to 100K people. And there was, some people were saying that there was literally 100 dead bodies. And then... Yeah. yeah. Well, no. So yeah. what was listed was that there was eleven, and then there's people with like brain damage that are in the hospital. There was like three hundred that had to go to the hospital. Well, so but here's the thing, though. We're like, were those people being assaulted? No. So there was just there was just not. I don't know if you there was a video in in the one I just showed you of like how just packed it was. Well, people were just getting trampled, like so they would fall down, not yeah. be able to get back up because there were so many people and the gates were there. So everybody was just confined to this super small yeah. area. And I'm sure like that one video or that one little clip in that video of that kid like seizing. Yeah. They said that he had fell from the VIP onto the ground. And um, so I'm sure that there was more than just like people getting trampled and, and whatever. Like there was definitely, I mean, who goes to a show like that and doesn't do like some a lot of drugs. Molly or like some something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's I don't know if Molly's still. That's thing, definitely parsed on Travis Scott, but that's also on the venue too. I mean, you have to know, like. Yeah, they were breaking down the doors before they got in. They just kind of like. Um, it was like an hour before the show, and they ended up just like getting over the fence, and then the fence f- fell, and everybody just starts stampeding in there. And then there was also weird videos, which these are just the stupid conspiracies that are out there, and obviously, like. Um, most of them are not true, but they're kind of believable, you know? Like, um, they were playing this very weird music. 
like yeah. before the show actually started like satanic or something like that but it wasn't like music it was like frequencies like it was oh. like the noise it was just like ah, ah, eh, ah. and people were trying to be like they were trying to get control of their minds before they went into the show and then they no were one wants control of your stupid mind and then they put world. uh they put whatever is in the the vaccine and they played like the frequency oh and it was making God. it like and it's like well any type of liquid is gonna like move to a frequency if it's like you know um travis scott's trying to vaccinate everybody at astro world well he's trying to control them through the vaccine was what they were trying to say is that these frequency noises were controlling the kids before they got in there and this brings me to my my main point of the show there's too many people in the world. <laughs> yeah. Too many. Yeah, just fuck it. That was just like um, like population control. We just needed to kill 20 of the kids, even though one of them was like 11. <laughs> <laughs> also, why is an 11-year-old at a Travis Scott concert? Well, That's what everybody I mean. was saying is that Travis Scott markets the kids. He's got the McDonald's thing. Fortnite. He's got Fortnite, which yeah. they took his skin out of. And then I'm sure they're discontinuing the Travis Scott meal or whatever the hell it is. And it literally was like a Big Mac with a Sprite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get a special Travis Scott sauce yeah. or like it was just something stupid. And then they had like the action figures that were with it. And so, yeah, he's like, I don't know if he's canceled or not, but they were doing like you watch the video. They were trying to say satanic and like uh the head of the travis scott the golden head was like similar to the old um like demonic shit that oh, they used to do yeah. with like you know, people go in this hole and then they go out the other and they're dead but they, it was just like i don't I, like people that could have been us at barstool and the cedar dead. village that could have been us yeah we could have been a part of the quality control oh my god i just yeah <laughs> that's why I hate crowds. I hate being around large groups of people. That's why you don't do chug stuff, Grace. Chug stuff. Chug yeah. stuff. Chug. You don't go to Astro World, even though I, I do think that that's cool that he made that a thing. Because well, isn't the story behind that like he it's a theme park from his childhood that got shut like that? down in Houston. That's cool. So, I mean, he's trying to like put on you know basically like there's like a roller coaster or whatever. Like there's yeah. certain shit that like he grew up on and then he tried to incorporate it into the show and you know obviously people from houston are gonna be like let's go because yeah. it's kind of you know nostalgic and whatever and i always thought that travis scott was kind of an asshole but like i don't really attach the music and the person so you separate the art from the person so i'm still listening to travis scott and i don't really care i love Sigma. i'm still i'm still listening to r kelly i don't really care maybe not in public but <laughs> at least by myself that's another thing and i was talking to my mom about this the other day it's weird how people and it's probably just because R. Kelly's still alive and was convicted. But it's weird how people kind of treat Michael Jackson and R. Kelly as, like, different things, given the similarity of the allegations. I do think that R. Kelly's was a little more extreme, as opposed to, like, keeping a few children in your house and, you know, diddling them from time to time. That's Whereas, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, but in, in retrospect to what, to what R. Kelly's doing, yeah. where he literally, like, bought out a whole hotel and kept every room for girls that were coming through and then had like this dungeon ass basement in his zillion dollar house where he pissed on chicks yeah 
kind of a little different than like feeding these little kids Vicodin and, and just like, I know that that's still super bad, yeah. but at the same time, R. Kelly was, I mean, a little bit more off the rails than he was actually like raping chicks and like, now MJ, obviously, you know, he probably should have been on Jamal. the, he probably should have been on the predators list. He probably should have been like a sex offender. Yeah. But I mean, he's dead now. So. He did. He he, he, he's dead. And R. Kelly, from what I've heard, is on like suicide watch because everybody's trying to beat his ass. Oh, from what I've heard, pedophiles don't last too long in prison. Right, right. Yeah. Even the ones. And R. Kelly, apparently, he's broke. He's broke. How are you broke? I'm fighting for my life. I'm fighting for, have you seen um, Surviving R. Kelly? No, I've not. So there's like a three or four part documentary mm-hmm. series on. Um, I think it was like... Is it just people listening to the album? Is it was like, no... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on like Oxygen, I think. And Lindsay and I were like, let's let's watch it. Every every Tuesday, it was on at like 8 o'clock or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we watched it, and they got like all these chicks, basically, to talk about surviving their moments with R. Kelly and this mm-hmm. and that. And like, they talked about the, the girl whose video went viral of her getting pissed on and mm-hmm. like all this different shit. And... There were some that were like still actively in R. Kelly's control and were like at this hotel that he has basically bought and just keeps for rooms for him to like peddle these chicks through. And now he's been trying to also sell like his catalog of music and nobody will buy it, even though it's like maybe a top 10 catalog literally of all time. Like you can put it up against anybody. You can say whoever you want. And R. Kelly probably is. Is I mean, we could go through yeah, the I mean, songs. He's a substantial music brand. He really is. He's and nobody will buy that shit because of what. And I mean, look at Bill Cosby. If if R. Kelly just makes it out, he'll probably be fine. He'll is probably it? be straight because Bill Cosby. So everybody seems to not give a shit about now that so he's out. Bill Cosby out of jail? Yeah, yeah he's so, out. Yeah, yeah, like he's out. So and 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 now it's like not even a thing, and nobody cares about all the shit that he did. I was talking to somebody. We can wrap this up here in a sec. I was talking to somebody about the bill cosby show Mm -hmm. and my grandma and i used to watch it like all the time like growing up it was either bill cosby show divorce court or or the food network or the food network i swear to god so those are like the only shows that my grandma watched and one of the episodes bill cosby's talking about like don't put my secret sauce on the barbecue uh it'll have you in bed or something he's like talking about it and it's like that was like the peak of most likely when he was doing it because it was like i don't know late 90s or whenever i'm not a good date person apparently on my shows it was was a year at a time it was a year maybe 90s ish somewhere in there it was (laughs) what when was it cosby was in the 80s cosby shows in like the 80s but how long did it last a while I mean, it's, it might have. Did it go around. into the nineties? It, it might have gone into the early nineties, but yeah, it was you going do know what scene I'm talking about? I saw it somewhere. Yeah, see, it's a trendy. Yeah, yeah. Fact I heard check. The, she's I heard the Cosby. She's like the computer over here. She. I heard the Cosby used to like, like, be into weird things. I mean, obviously, Cosby was not a good looking dude. But I heard that he used to do stuff like make the cast and crew sit around and watch him eat, like stuff like that. Things that's that, called rich people shit yeah like things that you're like, yeah huh. and, and and nobody can say anything because it's fucking bill cosby yeah like you yeah. really can't say anything about it you just kind of gotta let it ride i mean that's i mean r kelly liked to piss on chicks 
That's I mean that's like his thing. Yeah, he's got to he's got to let that 14-year-old know that she is now his and not her parents. Whoa. She's now owned by Robert Kelly the 3rd. I didn't know that was his name. But make, his name is sense. Robert Kelly. I don't know if he's the 3rd though. But maybe. But could well, be. I wonder if he still believes that he can fly. I I think after the latest D in the B in prison, he probably cannot fly anymore. I feel a little more grounded than usual. Yeah, I'm feeling a little heavy today. <laughs> Maybe an extra couple pounds in me. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still. All right, Cody. And break. <laughs> now, we'll wrap on some R. Kelly chat, I guess. Well, thank you for coming on. Good, sir. Yes, we'll sir. We'll definitely have you on again. I really do enjoy these quite a bit. We went off the rails a bit. You can cut the last we'll, part if you want. <laughs> we'll call this whole podcast off the rails, and I it's been one of my favorite that I've done. So thank you for coming on. Cheers. For the huge. And uh, yes, everybody sir. listening, thank you for uh, making it through, for trudging through the muck. We appreciate you. Um, per the usual, if you want to leave us a five-star review, we're never mad at that. Or give us a follow on Instagram at side of underscore slot. We appreciate you. Stay safe. Don't let the Rona get you. Make sure you're dieting in preparation for Thanksgiving like me so you can gorge yourself as all good Americans do on Turkey Day. Peace. Peace.